Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Bayana. And I'm Connie. Uh, We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we are discussing Chapter 10 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, The House of Gods. Uh, Robin and Luna had to deal with Nightbrush shenanigans uh, last night, so they will be getting some much-needed rest, and Robin will be back next week. And hopefully yeah, Luna hopefully will not Luna be back. Not. It's like a zombie situation <laughs> where it's cute, it's special but only guests. sometimes <laughs> and in moderation. Um, yeah. <laughs> so first we have some announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts. So please feel free to tweet along with us. Use the hashtag wizard team on Twitter to follow along. Do you love our blog? I am now officially a part of. Do you love Wizard Team? Do you have a few extra galleons lying around? I know that's rare, but if you happen to, consider donating to Black Girls Create. You can become a Patronus and send us a cheering charm. All those things you can do at blackgirlscreate.org slash donate. And I'm checking to see that it's not later. We can have more content on our blog. You can send us pitches about your experiences with fandom in real life. Oh my goodness, guys, check our website for all these details. Um, We also have Wizard Team merch, so you can go to the website to step up your nerd fashion and stationary game. Um, Yeah, like Connie said, everything's on the website. It's all there. Go to blackgrasscreate.org. Big letters. You can find it all. Big letters, you know? So, like, if you can't see small letters, it's, like, right there in your face. All the options Mm -hmm. are there. You just scroll a little, and you click, and it's there. Uh, If you want to support us but don't have the funds to do so because times is hard, you can rate and and review us on iTunes and Google Play and all those other places. But especially iTunes, um, even if you don't listen on iTunes, just pop on over to iTunes and review over there. And then go back to wherever you listen to it so that you hit us with the double portion, you know? Boom. You can just copy-paste, too. You don't have to do, like, different ones. Like, we don't need different little reviews on both sides just like type one and one and then be like copy paste into the other um also subscribe to black witches weekly our newsletter curated by wizard bay deborah with nerd news and links to what's been going on so if you want to be in the know be sure to subscribe um you can do that at blackgirlscreate.org as well and now for wizard team news First up, catch me in New York in October. <laughs> Come through. Because the Harry Potter History of Magic exhibit is happening. And I it's it'll be from October 2018 to January 2019 at the New York Historical Society Museum and Library. Um, I will be there in October or November because I will not be, I will not ever experience <laughs> any weather below 45 degrees for mm. the rest of 2018. I'm mm. myself. And I'm putting it in the atmosphere. Okay. And I'm going to receive those blessings. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It will not be winter. Okay. For the rest of the Okay. Not well, then, good to know. Come through. Uh, but not when it's cold. Um, so, I don't know what this means for the freeform deal, but Harry Potter weekends, I guess, will now be happening on sci fi, which is just so interesting because. Harry Potter's also on HBO, 
So really, they're just letting everyone have it. Yeah, is it on... That's what I was going to ask, and I meant to check before, but I didn't have time, um, to see if it was still on HBO. But, I don't have but, HBO, so I, I do not know. I barely have HBO. Like, <laughs> like, it's one of those That's things it where, is like, here. it's on our television, but, like, I, I think you can check with... Hold on, let me see. Because I think you can check without having to sign in. The thing is, is, like, my mom has it, but she never knows her password, so, like, I can't actually sign in, because who knows what the heck her password is. Um, and then you get locked um, out. Yeah. Alohomora, yeah. indeed. But, see... Yeah. She be trying to make... Okay, yeah, it is on HBO. So I guess, like, before it was on... Oh, Amani says they're leaving at the end of June. Oh, well, that's kind of wax off. You know how they do. I guess, you know how I mean, they yeah, do. I mean, like, I, yeah, I mean, like, I get it, because, like, that was kind of the whole thing where they're, like, no longer on Freeform, and then um, slash ABC Family, and then ended up on HBO. But I assume that HBO was going to get it for longer, mm-hmm. given that... Reform had it for like years, <laughs> like a decade. <laughs> yeah, so I just assumed, I guess. And like, it's fine. It's cool that it's on Sci Fi. It's not. I mean, also, I own the movies, so it really does not matter. Like, as far as like for myself personally, like, right. I'm getting. A, I was like in my feelings for a second, and then I was like, but I could literally. Um, <laughs> so, you know. That. But, <laughs> um. Yeah. So it'll be on Sci Fi. That's cool. Um. They did a cool video, and I was like, why wasn't Wizard Team invited to this video? Because on their um, Twitter page, they did, like, um, they, like, had fans who were in cosplay and, like, in outfits, all dressed up. Like, we love Harry Potter because it's about unity and, like, fighting oppression. And it was really great. And I'm just a little salty we weren't invited. But, you know, it's fine. We out here. Um, Y'all know. Y'all know that we should have been included. So... (sighs) <sighs> it's fine. <laughs> totally not selfie at all. No. Um, so, last but not least. Uh, <laughs> this is indeed Wizard Team news. Know. It I is. I feel like y'all should already know what I'm about to talk about. Like, I just think that yeah. like, I'm in my lemonade yellow right now. Mm-hmm. That wasn't on purpose, but I but it happened. It happened. And I just think that y'all should, should know <laughs> and should have already assumed when... Beyonce and Jay-Z dropped their album the Carters. on Saturday, you should have assumed, oh, this is Wizard Team News. Yes, absolutely. Right. This week's Wizard Team is brought to you by Everything is Love. It is always brought to you by Beyonce, but this week in particular, it is somewhat brought it is somewhat brought to you by jc but only somewhat I'm fine with it being brought to you by, brought to you by jc but I, I, you know he, he did that I, I yeah yeah that. yeah but you know but, but be brought a, to you by beyonce and paramedic as always so like, we're not talking about that right now but be a rapper too though be a rapper too so school 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 and like their album is very much a collab album. Yes. And it very much feels that way. Yeah. And I was like talking to my sister about it um, last night and like she hadn't really gotten to listen to it because she was at a, she was like up in some place where they don't have service. Mm-hmm. Um, so she hadn't really gotten to listen to it like that. And I was like, yeah, it's, um, I was like, it's cool. Like I think that I'm still waiting on a Beyonce album. Sure. Like on her own. 
Yeah. In terms of like, and more in terms of trajectory as opposed to like, because I like, I already got favorite songs. It's kind of all I've been listening to. Like, I am yes. about this album. Yes, I absolutely. Think, like, I do think it's like in terms of like her like personal trajectory, it's like a it's separate. Yes, um, and um, Matthew A. Cherry on Twitter keeps making all these like screenwriting story references to these memes, and I'm like loving it. But he said that this is the perfect like compli- like end to a three act story, including Lemonade and Four Four Four, where it's just like it's the perfect three act story. It's literally like the fall you know, the apology and now the the redemption of like, right. now they're back together. And it's just like, Oh, look and at that. Like you, there's a journey here. Um, and that's like really cool. And that is also story structure is definitely wizard team news. Right. And I think, and I also think that like, I, it was funny. Cause, um, again, talking to my sister, like she's talking to somebody and now I can't remember who it was, but about how, like, like they were talking about how like Jay-Z and Beyonce are just like using are like they're like this didn't really happen. They're like using it for clicks, and I'm like, no, nah, I think it really happened. Why not and use it though? Reconciled, and they were like, we now that we're through the pain, how <laughs> 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 we've gotten through it, right? We can go ahead and like tell y'all about it and make like some coins off of it, but like, right? Yeah, I but mean, like, literally, all artists use their pain for art. Exactly. So, it's just like their experiences, right? Yes, like, like it's literally you what you do. When, like, you can tell when they're just making shit up, or when they're actually versus when they're actually like writing and like creating. Problems. Especially, I think if the, if it if it were a made up story, it would have just been lemonade. But literally, they're like, "Oh wait, I should say something." oh, wait, let's come back together. Like, they could have just left it alone because at the end of Lemonade, she's like, we back. So, like... And I'm so glad they made this album now and not 10 years ago, back when all the all the people made the... Coll- I mean, you know, they've obviously made collab songs about yeah. how much they're in love with each other. But I'm just thinking <laughs> of a Beyonce, Jay-Z collab album in the era of, like, Bow Wow and Sierra. Oh, boy. And I feel like that would not have hit as hard as mm-hmm. it did. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's late. Um, in the chat, Amani says Beyonce featuring some dude named Sean. Somebody um, named Sean. Featuring some says, dude dude named Quavius. We were already worried about a collab album, but he held his own. And then Amani says we've always known she uh, Beyonce is the best rapper in the game, let alone her house. <laughs> Jay knows. Jay knows. He's just warming it up for her. Be a rapper too, guys. Be a rapper too. <laughs> um, but yeah, nah, this is about to be time. I'm ready for it. Like, all, yes. Yeah. There are some good jams. Some good uh, jams Imani on there. says you're about to see quotes from friends on all the Instagram group pics. She <laughs> says she's not mad about it. I'm going to go ahead and say the one time I hang out with my friends this summer, <laughs> it's going to be me. So... <laughs> You will see that. The one time? The one time? One, maybe two times. Okay. Because I have to go get bottomless mimosas, and I'm going to Comic-Con. So, (laughs) two times. Three times. LeakyCon. Oh, it's still summer. You're right. LeakyCon. Yes, got you. I'm going to, like, scour through through that song, through the lyrics, to find one that's, like, kind of magical. You're going to pre-plan and pre-plan them. You know, mm-hmm. 
call all my well i'm gonna skip friends and just be like call all my girls and put them on a spaceship because that's my actually just like my personal mission statement yeah Um, but not the space force y'all not no not the space force i know but i just had to get that out before the dragons (sighs) y'all just like retweet hella shit i used to say back before the dragons but, like, I used to always just be like, so when can I just get on my spaceship and leave? Because I'm like, I don't particularly want to live anywhere on the planet. But I'm like, <laughs> my spaceship leaves at 10, as Janelle you know, Monet says. Yeah, I'm like, but where is the spaceship to take all the black women off and we can just go have fun and, like, not colonize other people, but just, like, chill? Yeah, um, absolutely. All the bullshit? That would be awesome. And if Beyonce and Janelle Monet are helming this. They're leading the charge? I'm with you know, it. I'm I am 100%. I am ready. We pack. Get, where's my hat box? Like, <laughs> okay, I Donna. Tarvis, but still, as someone who's been watching Doctor Who all weekend, I'm here for that reference as well. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, back yeah. to magic. So back to fantasy and not sci-fi. I guess we should uh, get into the chapter. We should. Um, first, real quick, shout out to Sterling for becoming a Patronus. You're awesome. I hope that your weekend and week has been blessed by Beyonce and that it continues to be um, as such. Yeah. Let's go. Um, so previously on Wizard Team, there's no need to call Harry sir. <laughs> First and foremost and most importantly. Yeah. Um, also... Snape is still a terrible teacher, but now, I guess, like, but they are learning things that are important. I don't know. He just is not good at teaching, and it's fine. I mean, it's not fine, but at this point in the game, it's fine. Um, Slughorn uh, taught them about a bunch of different, um, like, potions that they'll be able to learn, or to be able to, they should be able to complete by the time they finish their newts um and then they uh harry gets uh old potions book that's scribbled on and then he follows those directions instead of the ones like the official ones in his book and turns out they were the right it was the right choice and slughorn thinks that he's a potions prodigy just like his mama um just like his mom uh and so then he wins a bottle of Felix Philosis, which is basically liquid luck. So he gets like a tiny bottle of that to use it whenever he likes, except for at sporting events. Um, and then Hermione is salty about this book. And Jenny for a second is like, are you really taking... Did you learn nothing? Because I feel like we did this already. We're just recycling um, storylines at this just a book point. Scribbled on. There's nothing like... Yeah, there's nothing... Sinister about it. Other than that, some person scribbled on it. That is Um, Snape scribbling in it. It's pretty sinister in and of itself. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you say that, but like my wizard team copies of Harry Potter are all scribbled on. Well, I said because it's Snape, not because of the scribbling. That's Robin. Oh, oh, got you. That's Robin. Robin's the one who's like, "How dare you fold a corner in a book? She's gonna hurt me later for saying that." It's fine. Oh well. Oh well. <laughs> I, don't I don't care. She tried to. She tried to like throw me under the bus when we were talking to somebody. We we're talking to Keith, and I was like, okay, but 
You telling me how to read my books. I don't tell you how to watch television. Mm. So Snaps. She's going to be real salty when she, she gets back to the Wikipedia bus. and what read happened? what happened as she watches the show. <laughs> so like, she doesn't get like, scared. I understand that. The thing is, is that she will say it out loud. So then it's like, well, like, what is, what is like, the point? If like, if you're doing that on your own, do it. If that's how you have to watch television, do it. Do it. But don't then tell me. Whether I've seen, Whether her, I've seen like, her or not, like, like, like Akira cannot, cannot watch. Like she will, she refuses to watch Jane the Virgin with, uh, with her because <laughs> she tried to put her on, and then Robin's like on the thing, like, oh, this person, da da da, and Akira's just like, dude, are you serious? Like, yeah, I'm just saying, I didn't, I don't tell her how to do. That. It's weird, but I let her live. She got to call me a monster in front of my own. Amidata, and I just don't appreciate it. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. I feel like that was all that happened in that tracker. Oh, and McGonagall has a read that she is signing, sealing, and delivering to Augusta Longbottom. Literally, she's about to like write a letter. Yeah. And be like, girl. I need you, you know to back up off your child grandchild. Oh, Debbie Well? You, you remember that time? Remember? No. Remember? I was there? Like, awkward. They probably were in class together, too, which is why it makes it, like, more shady. That's why like, she said it like that. Exactly. She probably wouldn't have said, like, well, actually, I can't say that because McGonagall would totally blast a student like that. But that's what makes me feel like they were in the same class. Like, just the way that she said it. Mm-hmm. She wasn't like... I'll tell Mrs. Longbottom. She was like, let me tell Augusta right, right. what so happened with her. her speed dial. Excuse you. Immediate flu. Her grandson, her grandson like, like this. this. Mm. She Just filled her charms. Test. I was, I was there. I saw her miss the charm. Mm-hmm. I was in the back corner. <laughs> Ace in mine. Exactly. Flitwick said I had 110 points. Boom. Boom. Bam. <laughs> 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 Um, okay, chapter 10, The House of Gaunt. Um, so, for the rest of the week's potions lessons, Harry continued to follow the Half-Blood Prince's instructions, and by their fourth lesson, Slughorn was raving about Harry's abilities, saying that he had rarely taught anyone so talented. Which is, like, kind of messed up. Like, I I'm not, I don't think that Harry should, like, snitch on himself, because that would just be counterproductive. But then I also wonder if he should say something Maybe not to Slughorn, but, like, maybe the publishers? Like, just somebody and be like, so I'm following these instructions instead of the ones that you wrote down, and this is better. (laughs) Well, the book is so old, I wouldn't contact the publishers. Well, no, because it's the same book. Like, they just re... uh, Like, the book is old, but it's the same instructions that Hermione has. Right. My impression is that Slughorn refuses to teach a new book. So he's using the one he used all those years ago, probably (laughs) because he's friends with the publisher, with the author, and was just like, oh, I'll teach her a book in my class and make all my students buy it, which is what college professors do all the time. So, yeah, I mean, I hadn't actually given that much thought before, but I think that Slughorn is probably teaching an older book than Snape would have been teaching, possibly. Um, But even if it was the same, Hmm. it's... Yeah, from 30 plus years ago right like why are you, why are you using this textbook in this classroom right it's, it's like that book that like 
oh man, I forget what celebrity it was, but there was some celebrity whose name was in a textbook that kids were using in this classroom in 2018 and like a low income, probably black or um, like heavily POC neighborhood. And it was like, Ooh, look, someone, the so-and-so celebrity's name is still in this book. And it was like, first of all, why are students in 2018 using a book that a student from 25 years ago was using, you know? So it's it's the same problem in the wizarding world, y'all. No, for real. Um, Delia says that she never thought what Harry was doing was wrong because he tried to share it with his friends, but, uh, and then they checked for tampering um, and whatnot. So it checked out, which I agree. Like I'm more thinking about like just their magical education versus like, like I think Harry has the, um, directions and he's following the directions and they're working out for him and that's fine yeah like, i think that, that for him is great <laughs> um i think that and then i wonder like if he had told slughorn like would slughorn make him do the regular instructions because then that wouldn't make sense but like i don't know it's weird i feel like potions is weird in terms also of, like, what makes you a prodigy you know what i mean like he uh-huh. like i also feel like obviously slughorn is laying it on real thick <laughs> yes. But also now I'm curious as to what he thought was happening with Snape the first time around. Like he thought Snape was following the proper instructions or Snape was like experimenting and then I guess Snape was never he never bragged about it like oh I followed different instructions. So I'm curious as to what was happening in class that he was coming up with all these instructions for this book cuz obviously he kept the book and was like scribbling other spells and stuff in them but yeah i'm just curious as to why like he never said anything which is interesting to me mm-hmm. that snape kept that yeah. to himself that he was following completely different instructions that he made because up it also doesn't seem like it would really change slug i mean i guess really the thing is is that again slughorn is laying it on so thick like you're just like your mother and it's all like it's just like it it's like too high to then be like well actually i'm just following different directions like it just feels like wrong to then say that i guess um but i also don't think that he necessarily has to like i don't think it's really a problem um delia says the only thing that she thinks harry is dumb for is trying (laughs) Um, yeah never heard of Uh uh-huh get there Uh uh-huh and I don't want to talk about it yet because <laughs> we will get there. there. <laughs> I'm very much not looking forward to it. Okay. Um, Wait. Um, so- but my other thought is, is that, so this, it's just like so trippy to me. So this um, alternate route method that Snape came up with gets the potion so fast that Snape, I mean, Slughorn is like, Ooh, Lily. So what was Lily doing in the class? <laughs> like Snape, came up with this alternate method of doing it and it was so fast but slughorn was still putting all his praise to lily it's not like care you snape i mean ugh, i'm getting all these names wrong slughorn was like just like my star student snape he's like oh it was lily so now i'm like did lily come up with spell like potions even faster than what snape was coming up with like what what was the dynamic between yes Yes, the collaboration. What was the dynamic between the two of them in terms of that? Because, like, Snape loved her uh, and was like, they were best friends at this point. Well, by sixth year, they may have been less best friends. But it's still just, like, what was their dynamic in terms of her getting all the praise and him not? Right. 
And there's a moment, like, later on, I think during their Christmas party, where he, like, acknowledges Snape's, like, potion-making ability as a kid. You know what I mean? So it seems like Snape was also, like, out here, but Snape is just, like, not... He probably just wasn't a part of the slug club, because he's... A greasy? Winner. I don't know. <laughs> but I don't know. Too greasy? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's yeah. greasy. Yeah. Um. So Harry did offer to share his book with Ron and Hermione, um, but Ron had more difficulty deciphering the handwriting than Harry did, um, and Hermione was resolutely plowing on with what she called the official instructions, which is so Hermione, but it's like very much um, biting her in the butt. But it's like, but it's even less about, I feel like it's less about following the rules and more about like proving a point. Like she's just like, it's being stubborn. Both. Just all of the above. A and B. (laughs) Just Hermione. Just classic Hermione is both being stubborn about something and not like giving up when it's just easier to give up, girl. Girl, it's just easier. Like, you could be so much less stressed. It's your owl's ear. Like, be less stressed, girl. Um, (laughs) but, um, But she also is just like, but rules are important. And so she's being stubborn about rules being important when they don't necessarily need to be in this case. Because she's not understanding that potions is an art form. Right. And As like you were kind of saying, it's fluid. Yeah. Alternate methods of doing things that get to the same result. And she just needs to chill. He says that's what swayed the sorting hat into putting her in Gryffindor. Yeah. Possible. So Harry wondered vaguely who the Half-Blood Prince had been. Um, There's barely a page on which the prince had not made additional notes, not all of them concerned with potion making. Um, And then uh, here and there were directions for what looked like spells the prince had made up himself. Um, I'm going to skip over the spells again, like I said. (laughs) Uh, Or herself, said Hermione. I think the handwriting looks more like a girl's than a boy's. The (laughs) Half-Blood Prince he was called, Harry said, how many girls have been princes? Because we're a spoiler heavy podcast, last names are, th- are a thing, and so... And also, the girl was... Prince was a girl at one point. Yeah. Because it was his mama's book. Yeah. Um, and then Hermione, you know, Hermione is salty about it, um, but doesn't say anything, and moves her essay away on the principles of rematerialization away from Ron, who is trying to read it upside down because Ron is doesn't have any shame, <laughs> even though he passes OWLs and should probably just look up the principles somehow. of rematerialization in his transfiguration textbook. Somehow. But how? <laughs> That's the question. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Harry looks up and says, it's five to eight. I better go. I'll be late for Dumbledore. Oh, gasped Hermione, good luck. We'll wait up. We want to hear what he teaches you. So, like, she's salty, but, like, not enough to be, like... <laughs> she's just like, okay, but there's going to be new information? Okay. Yeah, this might be some cla- some high-powered like, you know spells. You could be, like, ang- like, upset with your friend or just, like, your friend is getting on your nerves, but, like, also they're about to do some, like, dope-ass shit, so you also kind of want to, like, <laughs> gas them up, even though you're, like, uh... On this, on this other subject, I can't with you, but like, okay, oh, but this is this. Yeah, but this is not about gassing Harry up. This is about her getting the information he's about to learn, which she well, thinks might both. be, she thinks it might be new knowledge, like teaching 
she That's he true. might be teaching Carrie some advanced magic. Like she said in the last chapter, she's just like, "Oh, I wonder who's going to teach you." Like it could be advanced magic, and it could be old theories about magic. Like she wants to learn. That's what she's in it for. She's just well, like, "Ooh, yeah. I can't just, can't wait to see what he teaches you." Not like what you learn or what you are told. She just wants the knowledge, I think. I feel like it's both. I feel like it's partly that, but I also think that, like, even if Harry was, like, going off to Quidditch for whatever, even if it was some other, I think she would still, like, not, like, at least in this situation, doesn't feel like whatever her irritation is with that one thing doesn't, like, carry over and, like, she's able to, like, compartmentalize those things. You know what I mean? Like, especially because it's not... And mostly because it's not big enough to be, like, really mad at him about, you know? Yeah. It's not on some, like, I think you put your name in the Goblet of Fire. Like, it's not that <laughs> serious. Yeah. Um, so that's, like, part of it. Mm-hmm. Is, like, you're using this book. I don't agree, but, you know. Moving on. Tell me everything you know he teaches you. I want to exactly. know how the events magic. <laughs> that's what really matters. Uh, so Harry goes off to uh, to Dumbledore's office and then hides behind a statue when Professor Trelawney appears. And she's shuffling um, a, de- a pack of cards, reading them as she walked. Two of spades, conflict, she murmured. Seven of spades, an ill omen. Ten of spades, violence. Knave of spades, a dark young man, possibly troubled, one who dislikes the questioner. So she stopped dead right on the other side of Harry's statue. So I, it's interesting, like... She's right when she's not paying attention. When she's not, when trying, she's not trying to. Yes. It's, and it's, and it's, it's like... And she's like, well, that, that can't be right. I call her a fraud, though, right? Because she, like, is very much so... Not good. Like, she... Yeah. It's it's really because of the the performance that makes her the fraud, as opposed to, like, her actual ability, if that makes sense. Like because she makes like before because she makes it such a big thing and she's like, Ooh, I'm gonna show this to you and then it ends up being wrong versus situations where she's like very much just doing yeah. like she's doing this for herself. And that's funny because usually anymore. like the only um, two real instances we've had so far of her being right using magic to predict or not even to predict things because he was just standing right in front of her, but I guess tarot is sort of predicting future fortunes and stuff. This is the only time that it's not been a prophecy that, like, she's, like, tranced out for. Because usually everything else is, like, her in class, like, Mm kind of putting on the show. Or she's, like, in the trance. And I guess she was, like, half right Right. about some things. But they were the, like, fortune cookie type of... um, Fortunes, where it could be anything. It's just, like, you will dread the thing... And I was just like, okay, but anybody could be dreading a thing. And now that I'm dreading a thing, of course, anything that happens is going to suddenly be the thing that I was dreading. <laughs> um, but this time she was really just not mm-hmm. even pretending to put up a front. She was just reading the cards and look at that. Look at you. Having actual talent passed down from your grandmama. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So then she says, well, that can't be right. Um, and then she kept, she set off again, leaving nothing but a whiff of cooking sherry behind her. So, um, Umbridge drove her to alcoholism. Like, let's just call a thing a thing. <laughs> she been drinking. She, <laughs> she been drinking. Like, like Umbridge had <laughs> all the way, like, and it makes sense. And, and like, cause Umbridge is a, a, 
a human being, a person, a thing and that, and like really came through and just like kind of wrecked her whole, like she was really kind of like, like, you know, like she had a like comfy little, little situation. Dumbledore wasn't going to fire her because he's trying to protect her from Voldemort. And like, she don't even know. She's chilling. She's teaching these classes. She's like, like she don't like, even have the fear of Voldemort in her head. Like she's just exactly, like, exactly. oh, I'm just here because I'm great, and Dumbledore loves me and wants to protect me, mm-hmm. or not even protect me. She don't even know that part. So it's just like it was real comfortable. She was sitting up there comfortable in her tower. Exactly. And then Umbridge came through and like set it on fire. And, you know, and now she's dealing with the aftermath, right? Like, she has half her classes, right? Like, she, it, there's just so many other things that are happening that is, um. Did we ever figure out if Ferenz was taking money? No. No. Because now I'm curious if she's mad because she gets half her money. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sure, I'm sure Hogwarts has the money if they do have money, like, they have to have the money. All the money goes to the, either the ministry, some small businesses, and the school. Like, there's there nowhere else the money. <laughs> right. But I'm just curious as to how they um, pay their teachers. And if Trelawney getting half her classes means she got a pay cut, <laughs> she might be mad about that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Imani is all caps asking where Hogwarts HR is with Dumbledore having teachers resort to alcoholism to cope with staff issues. Listen, sometimes your personal alcoholism and your problems are your problems. Like, there are other ways to cope with trauma, and Trelawney chose her path, and Dumbledore can't necessarily do anything to stop that. Like, she made personal choices. There are some things that are his role in this all, but you know, she made some personal choices, and those choices are sherry. The finest sherry that you could find in the Hogwarts kitchens. And keep, away on, keep on the top shelf away from the house elves who will be plastered. Now I'm just thinking... Of tr- now I'm thinking... <laughs> <laughs> if Butterbeer gets them bust... No. <laughs> but now... I'm thinking of um, <laughs> Winky... Winky and Trelawney <laughs> just drinking together in a corner like, did you know? Well, did you know? Now I'm picturing that. Delia has a headcanon that the Trelawneys were con artists. Seer powers were that of legend. The truth of, the, of them is much more mundane, but there's no money in spectacle. However, while a Ravenclaw, um, she didn't have the cunning of her Slytherin family to really finesse her hustle. So she's a subpar teacher. Ooh. I wonder if Cassandra's in Pottermore sorted. Probably not. Probably not sorted. I don't know if she's in. Imani's like, you can't be having having alcoholics around children. Have you not been to the muggle world? It is not Dumbledore's fault. It is just a thing that happens. I would not be surprised if some teachers that I've encountered had an alcohol problem. Yeah, no. Cassandra's not in there other than in uh Trelawney's thing like only to be other only other than like in referenced so yeah acid pops says harry and i'm only saying that because we just have to remind you all that dumbledore um is a candy person and probably 
probably has like at least six cavities, but that's fine. You can probably magic those away. You just, there's probably a spell. <laughs> yeah, there's probably magic have. dentistry that happens. Or it's like a different problem. Like I think you've talked on the podcast before about how like they don't really have a lot of muggle problems, but they have like twists on yeah. muggle problems. So it's like yeah. cavities may not exist, but some other thing from yeah. eating too much candy exists. And it definitely Magical has cavities. whatever it is. <laughs> Magical cavities. Maybe Magical like cavities. Or something. Maybe like, like Yes, yeah. and you have to like catch them as yeah. your the dentist is like trying to get it out. It's like, yeah, oh wait, that it moved. Would really suck, actually. Like it sounds funny, but it actually would not be. Um so Harry goes into Dumbledore's office um and says, I hope and Dumbledore says, I hope you've had an enjoyable first week back at school. Yes, thanks, sir, said Harry. You must have been busy. A detention under your belt already. <laughs> so I so obviously Just so, first thing. Yeah, just like, first things thing first. Like, obviously um, Dumbledore knows that he has detention, but then I'm also wondering how he found out. Oh, Snape told him, obviously. But no, Snape but like, absolutely. in what way, right? Because there's a difference between like Snape telling him and being like Potter was being insolent and like whatever. And somebody else being like, okay, but Professor Dumbledore, though, he said, there's no need to call me, sir, professor. Like, can you just, because I can just see Dumbledore being there. Oh, you're saying like a student, like, gossip to him. um, He's very consistent in, like, trying to instill, like, trying to get Harry to, like, be respectful of Snape as, like, a teacher. Like, he's very consistent in that. But I could also see him with popcorn, like, what? Are you, like, just, like, are you damn like really like you know like like, well now i'm picturing it being both situations where snape comes into his office whirling cape like you will not believe what happened with my class today potter was insolent and called said i shouldn't call him sir and dumbledore's just sitting there with his latest acid pop like oh right really wild Mm. wild i'm I'm just so sorry, Severus. I can't. And then he takes a look at the acid pop. I just can't. I don't know what to do to help you. Exactly. And then Snape is just so fed up, he whirls out of the room. Like, I just, I am, like, maybe Neville or somebody. Okay, that's just not going to happen. Um, maybe Neville or somebody could, like, would have, like, told, maybe he just, like, happened to hear it down the hall, like, walking across, the, down the hall or something. And was like, hey, Longbottom, come, can you just come over here for a second what what's going on <laughs> like i just would like to i would just like the information you know it's so then okay so then Dumbledore says that he's arranged with, with snape that harry will do his detention like the next saturday um instead um and harry does not care because you said what that's also why he knows because he had to rearrange the detention and Snape also whirled into his office like that is my time with Potter he deserves to be punished and you are always letting him get away I have to teach him things Severus remember the mission right. I don't care like, remember Voldemort, <laughs> like, remember Voldemort you know Voldemort? The, the dark lord yeah the guy you're also trying to escape He's and like bring down I just I, of there's time that I need doesn't ring and a bell it supersedes <laughs> your time with Potter and I need you to not torture him during your detentions. We kind of need him alive. All right. No forest. Okay. Just, Thank you. Yeah. No forest. Keep it chill. No, the forest is tame. Faust's first year. That's old stuff. That's easy. 
Um, so, but Harry's friends with the giant, so that's, you know, easy. Sort of. Um, so then, uh, so Dumb- so Harry's looking around, um, trying to figure out, like, what they're about to do. Um, it didn't so look as though Dumbledore had cleared around, a space for um, dueling practice, out, like, which, um, he's just like, that's lessons, I'm about to duel Dumbledore. Dumbledore, that just seems like a... That's all the Gryffindor wanted, is to, for dueling. Mm-hmm. Like, that's lessons, I'm about to duel Dumbledore. It's a, such a Gryffindor answer, and he gets a Hufflepuff lesson. That is what happens. Or like a Ravenpuff lesson. Because I feel like a Ravenclaw lesson might have been like some like talking about defensive magic or offensive magic or something. And like Slytherin would have been like, this is how you cloak yourself. I mean, he has an invisibility cloak, but like this is how subterfuge works so you can, you know, be a spy or whatever. (laughs) And no, it's just like. This is what his parents were like. <laughs> this is what his family's like. His family tree, which is such a Hufflepuff like version of very much so defending yourself against Voldemort. And very Harry's so. like, but Griffin, mm-hmm. I'm a Gryffindor. Why aren't we doing? Um, I don't so understand. Says, I'm confused. Um, I've decided that it is time now that you know what prompted Lord Voldemort to try and kill you 15 years ago for you to l- be given certain information. Um. You said at the end of last term you were going to tell me everything, said Harry. Um, it, was ca- it was hard to keep the note of accusation from his voice, and so I did, said Dumbledore. Um, I told you everything I know. From this point, we shall be leaving the firm foundation of fact and journeying together through the murky marshes of memory into thickets of wild guesswork. Just you didn't have to say all that. You said, you know what? I, was, I did, and now we just going to go together and try to figure out some shit. No, but what did he say when they went to go see Slughorn? The oh, flighty temptress of adventure. Like, what is wrong with you? Like, we are here to defeat Voldemort. And you're like, what? What metaphors can I come up with today well, he, that would be fun? Mm-hmm. This is definitely part of Candy Dumbledore is poetic metaphor exactly. Dumbledore. Where it's like really not needed. Where it's like really not needed. Um, <laughs> yes. So then Dumbledore says, from here on in, um, Harry, I may be as woefully wrong as Humphrey Belcher, who believed the time was ripe for a cheese cauldron. Now, is that a cauldron made out of cheese or a cauldron in which you make cheese in which maybe the cheese sticks to the sides or like it bubbles over? Like I have Well, like I questions. feel like the cauldron in which you make cheese would be like fondue. But like, I think he means a cauldron made of cheese. I think Humphrey Belcher was like, you know, it'll be a great thing to make potions in cheese. And I, you know, it's yeah. Because there's something more. I need a Dumbledore being the poetic man that he is should have come up with a phrase stronger than just woefully wrong, because that's just can't even think of anything because it just doesn't work. I also kind of <laughs> wish that Harry would have asked more about the cheese cauldron. <laughs> like, not not even in a not, thing not that, like, not even in a way that we would that need to get too much more information, but I needed him to, like, pause at that for a second. Just, like, a quick follow-up. Yeah, just, just like, a quick wait, follow-up. A just one. cauldron, and then Dumbledore can be like, yeah, you can look it up. It's on, like, this whatever. Like, it doesn't even, we don't have to library in that moment. It has nothing to do with the plot. I just think Harry should at least have, like, paused 
<laughs> like, mm-hmm. there's a person who like, a person does Percy know about this? Percy is the one who stopped him. Right. <laughs> he wrote all those, like, all sir, those reports. Cauldron, my Cauldron report says that this is should not be done. Mm-hmm. That maybe that's why they need the Cauldron reports because people was trying to make all sorts of things out of cheese. Like, I mean, all sorts of things into yeah. cauldrons, yeah. or both. Honestly, <laughs> I just. Oh my gosh, cheese cauldron. It's very funny. I don't know, like, it. Anyway, moving on. Um, so Harry says, You think that, but you think you're right? Naturally, I do, but as I've already proved to you, uh, proven to you, I make mistakes like the next man. In fact, being, forgive me, rather cleverer than most men, my mistakes tend to be correspondingly huger. Which I feel like checks out. Humble brag, you know. Actually, just brag. <laughs> it is a little bit. It is a little bit. Just, you know. Um, and then Harry says, um, or asks, does it have anything to do with the prophecy? Will it help me survive? And Dumbledore says, yes, basically. Um, well, yes and maybe. So it definitely has to do with the prophecy. I hope it'll help you survive. We'll, we'll I told see. you, Harry, I don't have the answers. <laughs> I do not. I no longer have the answers. Just call me Sway in the morning. Um, he... So Dumbledore pulls out the pensieve and puts it on the desk in front of Harry. Um, Harry is a little bit worried about it um, because the last time he disturbed his contents, he had seen much more than he would have wished. You mean when you stuck your thoughts in another man's memories? Yeah. Yeah. Two times, actually. Harry just does not have good pensieve experiences. I'd be a little traumatized, too, even though it's his own fault that he's traumatized. So Delia says... Wow, if only Dumbledore had had the chance to tell Harry that he was raising him like a pig for slaughter, to quote the master of the school. I mean, personally, I would like to know more about the cheese cauldrons. But I but I understand the the um the sentiment. Like I agree, you're not wrong, but the cheese cauldrons though. Harry should be asking one of two questions. And one of them could be about cheese cauldrons. The other could be, like, so about survival right. and, like, am I actually going to die? And Dumbledore could have been, like, I mean, he could, yeah, he could be, like, help. well, I think, I think you <laughs> will survive. But, again, Humphrey Belcher. Could go either way. <laughs> it's just, nah. <laughs> I just, you know questions um okay so this time you enter the pensieve with me and even more unusually with permission i just it's important it's very important that to say that (laughs) i think dumbledore does let harry get away with a lot but he does not always let him forget it like he lets him get away with it and we'll reward him for it, but we'll always bring it up so that Harry's like, all right, you don't actually necessarily approve of this. You just right. put up with me right. because I'm the chosen one. <laughs> yeah. It just, it just yeah. definitely Understood, should, sir. Understood. definitely should. He said. Um, so, hmm. Oh, okay. Um, where are we um, going, where are we going sir? Which, Which she should probably be saying, when are we going? But this isn't Doctor, Doctor Who, no, and Doctor not. Who was off the air during this time this in the true. Muggle world. So, 
I do want to say, actually, sorry, before we get into the memory, because we did this with, uh, what's his name? Snape. Um, just a reminder again. And, like, we'll see it more, like, further on, like, it'll become a thing, but, like, just a reminder that these are memories and not, and not a time machine. Like, and not to say that, like, what we see here is not true or that, like, we don't, like, it doesn't end up influencing and, like, informing things that happen in the, like, future of the book, but just, like, remembering that, like, this dude is not, Bob Ogden is not a unbiased person. Narrators and all. Points of view, mm-hmm. perspective, point of view is very important when thinking about story, thinking about who is telling the story, both in fiction and nonfiction, because whose stories are being left out. Also important to think about. Mm-hmm. I'm just want to say I'm really proud that you did not sing Hamilton at that moment. <laughs> I honestly wasn't even thinking it, but there okay. you go. Growth. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay um, so bob ogden was employed by the department of magical law enforcement he died some time ago but not before dumbledore tracked him down and persuaded him to confide these recollections to him um they are going to uh, accompany him on a visit he made in the course of his duties um so dumbledore tries to open the stopper of the crystal bottle but he had an, in- an issue he had an issue because of his injured hand um but then he ends up pointing his wand at it and it works anyway and harry asks in that moment how did you injure your hand and dumbledore is like now is not the moment for the story which is true but also like so like harry should find a better moment but also like i dumbledore is not going to tell harry regardless like he was never to do that, so. <laughs> right but also harry, dumbledore is like all right but that's a you're skipping ahead to like lesson seven and I'm on lesson right, one right, right now and we have not gotten to the ring yet. So I'm going to need you to calm down. That and also, that like, and also spoilers, like, Harry, Harry spoilers. Like, Harry, is, Harry is in a way is helping, is helping Dumbledore not tell like helping Dumbledore in not confiding in him that like what's going on because Harry keeps asking in moments where it's not like where it wouldn't be the time to, to answer. Like, we're literally about to go on a pensive. Hey, can we just pause real quick to talk about your hand? Like, no, sir, it's not the time. Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> Gillia says, can't talk about our survival odds, about cheese cauldrons, or about your dry, crusty hand. Why am I here, Dumbledore? <laughs> Why am I here? I have questions. You're not answering any of them. I didn't ask about Bob. Right. <laughs> I don't care about Bob. um so they go into the pensive um and are and um end up standing in a country lane bordered by high tangled hedgerows beneath a summer sky as bright and blue as a forget-me-not um so harry sees ogden who was wearing the strange assortment of clothes so often chosen by inexperienced wizards trying to look like muggles in this case a frock coat and spats over a striped one-piece bathing costume so sorry i'm googling a frock coat and i can just imagine oh my (laughs) oh so it's a it's a coat that was like it's like victorian yeah and a costume i believe is a bathing suit 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the frat coat is like, if you were, like, Doctor Who, when he goes into his little Victorian situation, after the, after the, no, 11, sorry. After the elbow patches, he goes from raggedy professor to Victorian professor. (laughs) The coat. The coat that the doctor wears, wears ah, in the in in the season seven. seven. I just got to the doctor, coat. Doctor Who. I just got to the that, coat. That is what a frock. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what a frock coat is. Because I missed uh, the professor um, patches. I missed immediately missed them. I was just like, hey, the professor patches were tight, and like the the frock coat was cool. And then he has because doc the doctor always needs a badass long coat. Like he just yeah. does. Yeah. So. So Ogden thought he was doing something. He really did. And I'm like, he didn't talk to Fudge. And I get that, like, this is before Fudge, but, like, this is a, at a certain point, they gotta, they gotta learn how to dress like muggles. Um, cause why would you put on a baby? There should be classes. And I guess maybe that's what muggle studies is, but then no one takes muggle studies. But I think that, like, no, yeah, no one takes muggle studies, but also, like, if you're going to be in the head of the Department of Magical Law Enforcement, like... And you know you have to go to the muggle world. You know you're going to have to come into contact with muggles, because the whole point of the Department of Magical Law Enforcement is to enforce the statute of secrecy, and if you're walking around in a bathing suit and a frock coat in the summer, as, like, a grown-ass man, like, well into your middle ages, like... Someone is going to notice. But do they say anything? And if no one says anything, right. you don't learn. So right. I guess no one ever says anything. And then they're like, that was a great outfit. I really pulled that off. Also, but then like, also, y'all like, don't, y'all don't, like, it's... No, they don't, don't see the fashion. No. Around muggles. No. You didn't notice no. muggles the muggles don't, don't have that no. on? Interesting. They really don't. Hmm. Weird. Um, so... They pass a wooden sign, and Harry looked up at its two arms. One was pointing, uh, one was pointing back, pointing back the way they had come, and it read Great Hangleton, five miles. And one pointing after Ogden said Little Hangleton, one mile. Um, Harry could see a village, undoubtedly Little Hang- Little Hangleton, nestled between two steep hills. Its church and graveyard clearly visible. Just yeah. It's like a aha, but backwards, because like, we haven't had one of those in a while. Um, he didn't know the name of this town. And it was nighttime, and it's not like he approached. So, like, sorry, in case you don't know what we're talking about, the graveyard is the graveyard where Voldemort was resurrected and Harry got yes. parkied. But also, uh, it's the killed. memory he um, had at the beginning of Goblet of Fire, where he, like... Well, the vision he has when he sees yeah. Frank die. Yeah. Um, and so that's where I was thinking I because think, Harry wasn't think. aware that it was little Hangleton because he wasn't seeing all the stuff that we saw. It's just me, like, talking yeah. aloud, just, like, remembering yeah. that. Because he didn't see the Yeah, he didn't yard. see that it was called little Hangleton from his perspective mm-hmm. in Chapter 1 of mm-hmm. Goblet of Fire. But we did because it wasn't right. from his perspective that whole time. Like he he wasn't right seeing he Frank's only saw, like, parts. He only Goblet. saw like the way that Goblet of Fire starts off, like the first couple of pages. Harry isn't seeing that stuff. It's just giving us context. Like he only saw when once like we get to Frank or whatever. Um, yeah, like that's what he sees. And we're at, and you're at the manor, 
but you're like too close. Like it's just like different perspectives of where you are that like you wouldn't notice. Um, and plus, because it was a dream, like he, you know, by the time he woke up, he only had like certain pieces of it. Um, and then like this, you know, this they're approaching Little Hangleton from like much farther away, so you kind of see it scaled back as opposed to being portkeyed straight in the middle of a graveyard and it's dark and like nighttime and you don't know where the hell you are. Um, so. Yeah, but it's also interesting because this is the past, and so it's like he's seeing like a place that like he was at like in the past. But yeah, um, I know I said this isn't a time machine, but time is awesome. <laughs> just, just, time travel just via memory and, yeah. is still kind of yeah. time travel. So we are about to be lit. It's still cool. We are currently lit. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then across the valley, set on the opposite hillside, was a handsome manor house surrounded by a wide expanse of velvety green lawn. Um, so then Ogden had uh, kept going, and Harry wondered why they were approaching Little Hangleton from so far away, um, but then realized that he was mistaken in thinking they were going to the village. The lane curved to the right, and when they rounded the corner... It was to see the very edge of Ogden's frock coat vanishing through a gap in the hedge. Um, So they followed, and then uh, the track soon opened at the cops, um, and Harry sees a building half-hidden among the tangle of trunks. He wondered whether it was inhabited, um, but then one of the windows was thrown open with a clatter and a thin trickle of steam or smoke issued from it as though somebody was cooking. Ogden moved forward quietly, um, and Harry noticed that someone had nailed a dead snake to the door. So this is just not a place that you would want to frequent, or maybe even look at. So, um, then there was a rustle and a crack. A man in rags dropped from the nearest tree, landing on his feet right in front of Ogden, who leapt backwards so fast he stood on his he stood on the tails of his frock coat and stumbled. Oh, so it's like a real long one. It's like, or maybe he's just short. Um, you're not welcome. The man standing before them had thick hair, so matted with dirt, it could have been any color. Several of his teeth were missing. He had his eyes were small and dark and stared in opposite directions. Um, so this is one of those. So like, partly, um, this is an incest, <laughs> right? Situation. Right. Yes. So there's that. But <laughs> so there's that. But I also want to point out because we've done it before, like in terms of like talking about Slytherins, how often except for Voldemort, except for Voldemort, like Draco, up until the part where he really became evil and started splitting his soul, like these people are evil or just like not great people, and so they look yeah sad and like as the idea that you can like see that from how they look. Yeah, um, it's like Draco and Voldemort, and that's it. And I think it would have been cool slash interesting to have a character who seemed like a good Slytherin and was very attractive and still have him be terrible. But I guess that is from 1945 Voldemort, (laughs) which we don't get in the present. Like, I just mean in the present day, like a character who was very attractive, but also still evil, but also maybe not a Slytherin also. But maybe those things aren't congruent in this particular case definitely not in joe's case but in this particular case no right 
Um, Amani right. says the gaunts. Um, Amani says the gaunts went. But like, this is beyond. Like, <laughs> they, they like, um, like the no, whole this, family. No, line like the whole family line. Like, <laughs> like, much, much, yes, yes. Like, really Targaryen. Really Targaryen. Right. To be honest, Targaryen. they went Targaryen. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but also um, Cleopatra and okay. her brother. You know. You know, I mean, it's not like, you know, I mean, it's not yeah, like it has, yeah, yeah, like, it's, yeah, it's gross, yeah. but, like, it's not like, mm-hmm. it's not and like, and this is, like, well down the line, Cleo and her right. brother were, like, <laughs> right. early up in the tree, <laughs> the Lannisters are early up and in the tree. that's what I'm saying, like, yeah, no, this is, like, this is on some, like, post, like, generations and generations where you're, like, all right, then. Yeah. Okay. Um... Good morning, I'm from the Ministry of Magic. You're not welcome. I'm sorry, I don't understand you, said Ogden nervously. Harry thought Ogden was being extremely dim, but then Dumbledore's like, you understand him, right, Harry? And Harry's like, yes, of course. Why can't Ogden? And then he's like, you're speaking <laughs> parcel, Tom. Oh. And I still don't, like, I still think it's weird that, like... Where's my wand, Tom? I still, I feel, I still think it's weird that he can't tell that it's a different language. And, like, I, I understood it in terms of, like, like, it's magic. So I do get it. And especially in terms of Chamber of Secrets, I understood that. But then I also, um, like, it seems like at this point he would, maybe he just hasn't heard it enough, but it seems like at this point he would be able to discern between what's English and what's Well, I think, since this episode seems to be very Hoovian, um, it is like the TARDIS translation circuit. You don't realize you're speaking another language. Yeah. Because often the characters are talking to each other and then the doctor's like, yeah, no, you're already speaking Dutch True. or whatever, like True. in the Vincent episode, for instance. Um, so it might be that where it's just like so automatic, where it just automatically translates for you as opposed to learning a second language where you would recognize it being different because you have to translate it yourself. Right. As opposed to like magic translating right. it, right. Slytherin translation circuits <laughs> is what Amani oh, yeah. calls it. That makes sense yeah. in the chat. Um, I had another question and I just forgot. It's fine. It'll probably come up later. Um, so now look, said Ogden, but it was too late. There was a bang and Ogden was on the ground, clutching his nose while a nasty yellowish goo squirted from between his fingers. He attacked a ministry official, and that just seemed like. A bad start, but oh well. Morphin, said a loud voice. Um, An elderly man came hurrying out of the cottage. He was shorter than the first and oddly proportioned. His shoulders were very broad and his arms overlong. With with his light brown eyes and short scrubby hair and wrinkled face gave him the look of a powerful aged monkey. Um, He came to a halt beside the man with the knife. Ministry, is it? Said the older man. Correct. And you, I take it, are Mr. Gaunt. Um, and he's like, got you in, or then Gaunt is like, yeah, got you in the face, Diddy. You should have made your presence known. This is private property. Can't just walk in here and not expect my son to defend himself. So these are magical rednecks. Um, <laughs> magical Trump supporters. Probs. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's just who we're dealing um, with that's here. Who we're dealing with. <laughs> just so y'all know. Um, but I wanted to point out before we go too fast, because I don't remember if it um, officially comes up later in this chapter, but the monkey reference is to explicitly say that they are descendant of Salazar. 
um, who was described as looking like a monkey in the Chamber of Secrets. Oh, he was. Forgot about mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Call back. Um, um, Defend- and that's why the incest, right. by yes. the way, for anyone that who hasn't well. caught on. So they can keep the line pure. And it never works. Like, I don't... Like, it just never works. Like, it just doesn't... It's not a thing, guys. The Targaryens did it and they lost all their dragons. Like, look at them. It just never works. Like, you lose everything. Like, you lose humanity by trying to keep your bloodline pure. Because it's also, like, super (laughs) racist. But this is, like, taking it to, like, an extra level. It's, like, it's, like, racist and blood purist. And, like, it's just too much. Like, you cannot be by yourself no mm, nope um defend himself against what man said ogden busybodies intruders muggles and filth um <coughs> basically um mr gaunt spoke out of the corner of his mouth to Morphin. get in the house don't argue um this time harry recognized the parcel tongue and he distinguished the weird hissing noise um that was all ogden could hear and i think this is interesting because it's the first time we hear people speaking parcel tongue to each other versus um just to snakes because technically it's supposed to be uh it's you know it's you can talk to snakes versus you can talk to each to other humans so right they also have the snake on the door, which is just to like keep other people away. But I wonder if like having snake imagery around helps to like keep the language fresh <laughs> so that it's easier right. to speak to each other. Mm-hmm. And then also like keeps the Slytherin like lineage situation. Of course, yeah. But I just wonder in terms of like the language, like yeah, just like keep it in the corner of your eye. Like, oh, and then you can keep your secrets and, like, have it on your jewelry. And that's what the locket was about. Right. Might be that, too. Like, just, like, an extra... It serves multiple purposes. Um, so... Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it's your son I'm here to see, Mr. Gaunt, said Ogden. That was Morphin, wasn't it? Ah, that was Morphin, said the old man indifferently. Are you pure blood? He said, suddenly aggressive. That is neither here nor there, said Ogden coldly. Like... That like just why does it matter? Are you pure blood? Maybe, maybe not. For what reason? This like like that's nothing to do with anything. It's you know where are your papers? Says, like, what are you now that I come to think about it, I've seen noses like yours down in the village. Like the most this is some like pseudo like imagine if he came across a black person. Imagine if he came across a black person. This is some pseudo scientific like. This is some like Thomas Jefferson ass shit. <laughs> like it just is. Like, also, it just it's is. very like Germany. It's very like anti-Jewish. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, that was also like lots of Nazi propaganda was just like if you see those Jews with their noses, right, exactly. you right. know to stay away or whatever. Um, yeah. So clearly, yeah. and this is pre. Voldemort's yeah, birth, but only like a yeah, year before. But only like a so year maybe like forty. So it's literally 40. during Nazi mm-hmm. Germany. Great, yep. Yep. definitely anti-Semite. Yep. I mean, there was no question, but, but, like, but, yeah, but yeah. you know, just explicitly anti-Semite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
It's yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Mhm. Yeah, you know that good old 1944. Oh, good times. Mm-hmm. Definitely want to time travel there as a black oh, woman. Yeah. Absolutely. When I think about time traveling, I think about 1944. And, you know, let's kill Hitler. (laughs) Because, again, this is the most Whovian episode we've had. And that's how you know that Melanie Pond is a white girl in a black girl's body. Because she was like, wait, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to 1944 Germany. She did do that. Seems like a good idea. She immediately transformed out of that situation. She did do that. Moving on. Well, or did she? Because well, or did she? Because <laughs> that's for uh, listen to Tarvis, guys. So listen to our Tarvis podcast for discussions on uh, Alex Kingston. Our questions Alex about Alex <laughs> Kingston. <laughs> I just tell the truth. Tell the truth. Also, <laughs> join our Slack, and you can see these conversations every few weeks, where we continually question if Alex Kingston is black. She's not. But, but I is. thought she was but for she a very long is. time. Uh, so, moving on. This is, like, the only hill about, like, some white person, like, that I... Like, this is, like, this is the only hill I'll die on. Because, you know, like, fuck Rachel Dolezal, but also, like, Alex Kingston has to have black in her somewhere. Like, I really am just, like, nah, fam. Like, if she showed up at the picnic, I would not I be would surprised. Not I'm, I'm not sorry. inviting her, necessarily I'm her. I'm not necessarily inviting her, but, like, if she showed up, just, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I duh. She's just real light-skinned, that's all. But apparently not, guys, and I'm just still baffled. And I'm, it's only been, like, a year since I've learned this. And I've been watching Doctor Who since, like, 2011. But this is about Harry Potter, and she wasn't in any of the Harry Potter movies. Again, a surprise. Because she's one of the 12 British actors <laughs> out there. Um, so we'll get back to Wizard Team. Okay. But join us for Tarbis. Uh, we'll be chatting about River. And we'll be ranting again about House Kingston in a few months. We will. We will. Stay tuned. Um, okay. So, so Ogden said, um, I don't doubt it. If your son's been let loose on them. Um, perhaps we have to do, perhaps we could continue this discussion in this discussion inside. Um, and he says, I, I've already told you I'm here about Morphin. We sent an owl. I have no use for owl said gaunt. I don't open letters, which first of all, makes no sense. Second of all, though, on like a happier note, reminds me of Thor. And he's like, electronic email. Have you heard of it? <laughs> and Dr. Strange is like, do you have a computer? And he's like, no, why would I have a computer? Like, that's what that sounds like. Um, so, uh, Ogden says, I'm here following a serious breach of wizarding law, which occurred here in the early hours of this morning. All right, all right, all right, Bella Gaunt, come in the bleeding house then, and much good it'll do you. So, they go inside. Um, Morphin is sitting in an armchair, um, twisting a live adder beneath his thick fingers, or between, sorry, his thick fingers, and crooning softly at it in parcel tongue. Hissy, hissy, little snaky, slither on the floor. You be good to Morphin or he'll nail you to the door. Which, this is also another thing about the Slytherins that, or the the Gaunts and, you know, the line of Slytherin. Mm-hmm. So, those Slytherins. You have the power to talk to snakes and co- basically worship them. But then you threaten them with death and then kill them and nail them to your door. Yep. I just... I what 
I'm waiting for the snakes to revolt. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess that's the point, is that they have the power to control the snakes mm-hmm. as opposed to just talking to them. Because because that is it, right? They can control them and make them do yeah. what they want against the snake's yeah. will. Because Harry was like, stop and let go, yeah, like, leave him alone. True. But that could have been, like, the will, like, the snake could have had its own free will to be like, all right, like, you talking, like, wow, that's new. Let me back mm-hmm. up. But also, what does a snake do when, like, when Nagini, when Voldemort showed up in the forest and started talking to the snake, and the snake's like, I'm, I'm sorry, are you human? What's happening right, look here? At, yeah, I want to look at, yeah, I want to <laughs> It's like, like the, the movies where like, like, the dog up. starts talking like, in English and you're like, well, hold on. wait, what? <laughs> wait a second. Dog, but <laughs> So the snake's like, but you're right. human though. How are we talking right now? Um, so I'm curious if snakes have free will against what is being told to them and they willingly do it or if it is against their will. Because if, it, if they don't want to do it, Morphin will nail them to the mm-hmm. door. Um, Delia asks if snakes are common in Britain. Um, like, how do we have a line of, por- of parcel mouths? Are snakes just around? I. Well, I think they might. Um, is obviously going to do some research because she is a Ravenclaw. She's wearing Hufflepuff colors today, but she is a Ravenpuff at heart. Mm-hmm. Um, silly hat stalls. Um, I think that. The line is just because of whole boy, uh, Slytherin, and that's why they were so incestuous to keep that yeah. one of the you know yeah. those traits around. But also, I think that they would just curate snakes around them. <laughs> they would just keep them around um, and just make sure that they always have some. Yeah. So it looks like there's the adder, which is what Morphin has in his hand right now, um, which is the only venomous reptile in the UK, but is generally shy and not aggressive. I don't know whether y'all need to, or care about that but it just says it on here um the grass snake and the smooth snake so three kinds of snakes and then lizards because yeah oh and then delia found the same thing and copied and pasted it in the slack so boom so many ravenclaws on the team (laughs) (laughs) overrun overrun (laughs) um okay so Okay, so Harry realizes there's someone else in the room. A girl whose ragged gray dress was the exact color of the dirty stone wall behind her. Um, she was standing at the steaming pot of on a grimy black stove. Like, they just live in... Just... Man. Um, her hair was lank and dull, and she had a plain, pale, rather heavy face. Her eyes, like her brother's, stared in the opposite directions. Um, she looked a little cleaner than the two men and Harry thought he had never seen a more defeated looking person. Um, my daughter Marope, uh, said Gaunt grudgingly. Good morning, said Ogden. Um, he, or she didn't answer, but with a frightened glance at her father, turned back on the room, um, turned her back on the room and continued shifting pots on the shelf behind her. Um, well, Mr. Gaunt, let's, uh, said Ogden, let's get straight to the point. We have reason to believe that your son Morphin performed magic in front of a muggle late last night. Um, there was a deafening clang. Marope had dropped one of the pots. P- 
Pick it up, Gaunt bellowed at her. That's it. Grub on the floor like some filthy muggle. What's your wand for? The whole floor is grub, though. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> Sir. Like, your whole house is filthy, so let's not talk about muggles. But also, like, there's just... What's the difference right. at this right. point? There's grub on the floor. Yeah, the whole floor is just grub, always. Always. Um... Mr. Gaunt, please, um, said Ogden in a shocked voice, as Marote, um, who had already picked up the pot, uh, lost her grip on it again, drawing, uh, drew her wand shakily from her pocket, pointed at it, um, and then muttered a hasty, inaudible spell that caused the pot to shoot across the floor away from her, hit the opposite wall, and crack in two. Uh, Morphin starts laughing, Gaunt screams, mend it, you pointless lump, mend it, um, because he is an abusive asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, before Marope could go to it, Ogden, uh, repairs it with his wand, um, and then Gaunt says, lucky the nice man from the ministry is here, isn't he? Perhaps he'll take my hands off you, perhaps he doesn't mind dirty squibs. Um, and she's not a squib, he's but she, just okay, abusive so, as hell, and, hell. yeah, yes. I think, um, um, I think that in my I like in my in my head in my head there's like a, a there's spectrum. Like, so like I would think that she would I be would more on like the obscurial side than on the squib side. Yeah, I was just about to sort of address that, even though you know I haven't seen Fantastic Beasts, so the word obscurial I get from context. <laughs> but okay, so several things here is that Marope has a wand. Mm-hmm. Did they buy it from Ollivander, or is it passed right. down? Um, did she go to Hogwarts? Do we know that answer? I don't think I don't the remember. Gons went to Hogwarts. I feel like they were homeschooled, like they were but homeschooled, let me double check. Which is another a whole other thing. Um, so no Hogwarts, but she has a wand, which is likely passed down because, like, who they clearly do not have money to go to Ollivander's or interest in going to Muggle London to get to Ollivander's to begin with. Um, and it's just interesting how there are little things that they choose to accept about the wizarding world, but sort of banish the rest of it, despite coming from this like grand lineage where it's like, they, it seems like they should want to be more a part of society, but I guess their incestuous DNA is just (laughs) preventing them from doing so. Um, it's also interesting that... Uh, Daddy Gaunt is like he's terrible but also like he's also a product of incest and so it's like a very vast jump from where he is which is kind of just like normal Dursley-ish to like his children who are cross-eyed and like (laughs) terrible looking and it's just like that seems like a really big jump (laughs) right exactly (laughs) from one to the other um from one from father to daughter like to children um but yeah i had questions about the wand usage especially because she can perform some limited magic but she probably wouldn't have been able to um put the put the pot back together but that's also partially because she didn't go to school so like she didn't learn how to do that like there's no way he taught her properly and then he's gonna be mad at her because she can't do it right 
but you didn't teach her properly. You probably also didn't go. No, I definitely. So I. So there's okay. So I'm looking for a specific thing, but I found this other thing that's interesting. Um, but hold up, let me. Diana's very Ravenclaw today. I can't. I mean, she's always very Ravenclaw. Um, when it comes to looking things up on Pottermore, I'm your girl. So I looked up Gaunt's and I'm just double checking to see if there's any writing on like by JK Rowling about them. Um, (laughs) Sorry. On the Pottermore homepage right now, it's how the wizarding world isn't afraid to say it's cool to be smart. I'm going to just leave that there. Um... See, and see, I forgot that, uh, they, I forgot that they had added stuff about the Gaunt, or, like, Slytherins, um, in Magic in North America, so there's that. Um, but I'll, but I'll get to that in a second. Okay, no Gaunts in writing by J.K. Rowling. Okay, so the first thing is, so this is uh, in the Chamber of Secrets, uh, and it talks about how there was a student called Corvinus Gaunt at Hogwarts, who was a direct descendant of Slytherin, who explains how the simple trapdoor was, sec- was secretly protected, um, so that those who knew how, those who knew how could still access the, the chamber, even after the plumbing had been placed on top of it. Um, the Gaunt family could not resist boasting of their knowledge about the Chamber of Secrets, um, but no one dared to enter it until, uh, Voldemort. Uh, okay, yeah, so that was not really it. But this other thing I found, which I wasn't expecting, was the Gaunt family tree, um, and it's actually, ah. and it's <laughs> interactive, <laughs> which I'm gonna put, I think you, put, you would probably have to be. For all the incest. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's weird because I, I haven't been on Pottermore in a while and it looks like they had like a uh, uh, update further than I thought they did. Um, or at least since the last time I looked it up, which I guess was two weeks ago, so. Um, <laughs> the last time we were on Wizard Team. Um, so, Gaunt Family Tree and it like has images and shit and like these, yeah. They like, they have somebody who like drew pictures and shit. Um, so there's Salazar Slytherin is on here. He's not connected to anyone. No, though. and that's the thing. Like, so Sal- Salazar it, Slytherin, like, Corvinus or Gaunt, sorry, and Morrigan are not attached to anyone. So um, Corvinus, who I just mentioned, was a student at Hogwarts around the 18th century. He was instrumental in protecting the entrance to the Chamber of Secrets while the castle was being remodeled to fit a new plumbing system. Um, Tom Riddle is a descendant of Corvinus, um, like a direct descendant. Oh, she's a... Um, and then Morrigan was a family power, famously powerful witch in Ireland. She was an animagus, took the form of a, a crow. Um, her no love of the natural world and affinity with all living things appeared to be inherited by Isolt, or East, I don't really know how to... Isolt? Isolt? Yeah. Who, um went by the name Morgan when she founded her school and yeah, we're not going to talk about Overmorning. Not today. Um, then there's Gormlaith Gaunt who was, oh, so Gormlaith is, is Morgan's 
sister, I believe. Um, and yeah, see, I was going to say, like, the Gaunts showed up in the Ilvermore, so I guess we kind of do have to talk about them. Um, so Gormleif detested muggles and would jinx any who dared to wander near her cottage at Hag's Glen. Um, Gormleif raised her niece, or attempted to raise her niece, niece in the correct pureblood fashion, refusing her a place at Hogwarts because of the school's pro-muggle leanings. So that's, I think maybe that's where I got it from then, because I'm not sure, but I really don't think that Marope and them went to Hogwarts either, but, um, yeah, and then Homegirl runs away and founds over morning and again, who cares? Um, Rionok, I can't really pronounce, like, a lot of these Irish names, but most people can't pronounce my name, so I'm not gonna be so, and by most people, I don't know what I mean. Um, she... Oh, okay, no, this was Homegirl's bomb. Okay. So, yeah, so the Gaunts were um, the ones who, like, there's the Gaunt family that created, yeah, that's all Ilvermorny stuff. So then, and then Marvolo, which we'll talk about. Well, I guess if Marope was believed to be a squib, which is what her but page I- says... Um, it doesn't mention Hogwarts, but right. then they the wouldn't is, have is, sent like, her. She was believed, she wasn't, I don't think she was believed to be a squib. I think her dad, like, it's saying it in Pottermore, but it seems more like her dad was like, you're useless and your magic isn't being used, like, whatever. So that's why, like, I'm calling you that as a slur and not necessarily as a statement of fact. Yeah. Right, no, I think that's why it says believed to be as opposed to was a squib, um, and he probably resisted any uh, Hogwarts attempt to teach her, especially if he doesn't open letters. Exactly. He didn't get his letter from Hogwarts, and then he got, like, 75, and was just like, I hate y'all, get out of here, mm-hmm. um, and probably so resisted really sending his child to the that, school. Um, before, like, when I first found this, page the top like the top thing is the relatives of lord voldemort could be just as twisted as him but they weren't all bad and because i had forgotten slash edited Ilvermorny out of my brain i was like i was like i hope they're not talking about uh <laughs> i was like how they not talking about my rope because i mean we'll get there but i was just like eh. <laughs> um so Amani says hold up are these those Terry Boots people um so yeah so Terry Boot is a descendant of the Gaunts um which I guess you know if you did not read Magic in North America and or edited out of your brain which would make sense and which I do not fault for either um he so like his people were like like so homegirl went to America and then met like came out with the with the boots or whatever um i think like married a boot or adopted he had a she had a kid who has a like some of their family comes back to england and then that's terry boots folks so like it was like a back and forth across the ocean or whatever all that i did all that to say that um i don't actually know whether they went to hogwarts or not but i don't think so I thought it would be somewhere, but it wasn't. Oh, well. Um, so... Uh, but yeah, so I was thinking closer to an Obscurial only in that, like, 
so in like Fantastic Beasts, Obscurials are like their magic is suppressed. And like it tends to be, be like when they're with muggles as opposed to with wizards because wizards know how to like foster magic within someone. But then I think that like I would assume that like if you're in a um, like abusive household, it could like turn into you like turning that magic in on yourself or like not being able to perform as well because you're like in this terrible situation. Um yeah, it's really surprising she didn't have some sort of right. similar to Ariana accident. Right. Considering right. how but she maybe was because treated. she had a wand, it helped. But like, I, yeah, I'm not really sure. Mr. Gaunt, Ogden began again. I've sa- As I've said, the reason for my visit, I've heard you the first time, snapped Gaunt, and so what? Morphin gave a muggle a bit of what was coming to him. What about it then? Morphin has broke broken wizarding law. Morphin has broken wizarding law, Gaunt, uh, Gaunt imitated Ogden. He taught a filthy muggle a lesson. That's illegal now, isn't it? Yes, said Ogden. I'm afraid it is. Also, it's been illegal. It's yes. 1944. <laughs> the Statue of the Secrecy came out when? Like, wasn't that like the... Yeah, I'm like, what? 16-something? Yeah, 16-something? Like, wasn't it after... Uh, uh-huh. Wasn't it related to Salem? Or somewhere uh-huh. circa Salem? So like 16-something... I can't Guys, help you know, it. I really can't. It up, so. Sixteen eighty nine. <laughs> you know, I just had to explain. Yeah, sixteen eighty nine, and listener. established officially in sixteen ninety two. So it's been like three hundred years, maybe two fifty, two fifty, but like enough time where you would know that it's illegal, and that it's all. It's been illegal your entire life. <laughs> like, well, it's been illegal. Your you've never life. lived in a world <laughs> where it was not illegal. Um, so then, uh, Ogden pulls out a small scroll of parchment. What's that then? His sentence, said Gaunt. It's a summons, um, said Ogden, to the ministry for a hearing. Summons? <laughs> Who do you think you are summoning my son? Hearing? Summons? Summons. Summons. He said, I am the head of the magical Who law you think you are summoning my son anywhere? And you think we're scum, don't you? Or do you? Scum will come running when the ministry tells him to. Do you know how who you're talking to? You filthy like, little mudblood. Do you? He uses squib. It's do not, you? It doesn't necessarily have to be true. It's happy place, but this sounds so familiar. Right. The name calling is so familiar. It does. It does. It does. Oh, so Lani points out Voldemort hasn't been born yet, so it should be around 1925. You're right. He was oh. in what's it called? At, in I, right. I keep forgetting. He was in Hogwarts in the 40s. Oh, I thought so. It's earlier oh. than that. Thought he was born in forty five. You think that might be when the chamber was? Uh, no, no, that's when Grindelwald and them. Whatever. I'm just trying to. Oh, nineteen twenty six. Away from. He was born in nineteen twenty six. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So this is the still, the Roaring Twenties. Two hundred and fifty years after the Statue of Secrecy has been. Yeah. Created. But also not Nazi Germany. But, you know, post-World War One, still between the wars. They're still working on it. They're uh, mm-hmm. anti-Semitism and terribleness. I was under the impression that I was speaking to Mr. Gaunt. That's right, word Gaunt. Um, and for a moment, Harry thought that Gaunt was giving Ogden the middle finger, but he was really showing him an ugly black-stoned ring he was wearing on his, um, on his finger, waving it before Ogden. Um... St- See this? See this? Know what this is? 
know where it came from? Centuries it's been in our family. That's how far back we go. And pure blood all the way. Know how much I've offered, been offered for this? With Peveril's coat of arms engraved on the so, stone? So, Horcrux alert. And also Hallow's alert. This is the first Hallow... Uh, yeah, I guess like we maybe have seen Dumbledore's wand, kind of. Oh, it's the, it's the last Hallow, because we have Dumbledore's wand and uh, Harry's cloak or whatever. But Hallow and Horcrux alert. Also, the Peveril coat of arms is the Deathly Hallow symbol. Correct. Right. So, so we're really out here. We out here. It's winding down. I really, I have really no idea, said Ogden, and it's quite beside the point, Mr. Gaunt. Your son has committed... With a howl of rage, Gaunt ran toward his daughter. For a split second, Harry thought he was going to throttle throttle her um, as his hand flew to her throat, but then he was dragging her toward Ogden by a gold chain around her neck. Say this! He's shaking a heavy gold locket, um, which is another Horcrux. Aha! I see it, I see it. I see it, I see it. Slytherins! Salazar Slytherins were his last living descendants. What do you have to say about that, eh? It's crazy. It's just fun being crazy. Mr. Gaunt, your daughter, said Ogden, and Gaunt Gaunt had already released Marope, and she staggered away from him back to her corner, massaging her neck and gulping for air. So. So, so, don't you go talking about us if we're dirt on your shoes. Generations of purebloods, wizards all, more than you can say, I don't doubt. Mm -hmm. He spat on the floor at Ogden's feet because he's disgusting. He says, Mr. Gaunt, I'm afraid that neither your ancestors nor mine have anything to do with the matter at hand. I'm here because of Morphin. Morphin and the muggle he had, he accosted last night. Um, our information is that Morphin performed a jinx or hex on the said muggle, causing him to erupt in a highly painful hives. Um, Morphin giggles. Be quiet, boy, snarled Gaunt. And so what if he did? I expect you've wiped the, mugg- the muggle's filthy face clean of clean for him and his memory to boot. That's hardly the point, is it, Mr. Gaunt, said Ogden. This was an unprovoked attack on a defenseless. Ah, I had you marked out as a muggle lover the moment I saw you, said Gaunt, and he spat on the floor again. This is why his floor is so disgusting, because he keeps spitting on it. (laughs) This discussion is getting us nowhere, said Ogden. It is clear from your son's attitude that he feels no remorse for um, for his actions. Morphin will attend a hearing on the 14th of September to answer for the charges of using magic in front of a muggle and causing harm and distress to that same mug. Ogden broke off. The jingling, clopping sounds of horses and loud, laughing voices were drifting in through the open window. Um, Gaunt froze, listening his eyes wide. Marope hissed and turned his face to the sounds, his expression hungry. Marope raised her hand, or sorry, raised her head. Her face, Harry saw, was starkly white. My God, what an eyesore. Couldn't your father have that hovel cleared away, Tom? It's not uh, ours. Everything on the other side of the valley belongs to us, but that cottage belongs to an old tramp called Gaunt and his children. The son's quite mad. You should hear some of the stories they tell in the village. The girl laughed. It's so, like, it's funny because, like, we're, we've been sitting up in here in some, like, racist trash, but then, like, then we get some muggle classist trash. Like, it's just all bad. It's just, it's just bad. more, more trash. Trash upon <laughs> trash upon trash. Just heaped on. It's just, like, upper class trash or redneck trash. Which trash do you want today? <laughs> exactly. Keep your seat, uh, Gaunt warns Morphin. Tom. Tom! I might be wrong, but somebody has, has someone nailed a snake to the door. 
This is the absolute wrong accent, but go with yeah. me, guys. Go with Valley me. Girl. Good Lord, you're right. That'll be the sun. I told you he's not right in the head. Don't look at it, Cecilia, darling. Like, it's just, it's, oof. And then they go away. uh, Delia says, Riddle Sr. sounds like a bad person, but he didn't deserve rape. And that's where Voldemort effed up. Basically. And we will get deeper in there as well as we continue on in this chapter. Um, Darling, whispered Morphin in Parseltongue. Darling, he called her. So he wouldn't have you anyway. Marope was so white, Harry felt sure she was going to fate. What's that? Said Gaunt sharply. What did you say, Morphin? She likes looking at that muggle, said Morphin. Always in the garden when he passes, peering through the hedge at him, isn't she? And last night, uh, Marope shook her head jerkily, but Morphin continued, hanging out of the window, waiting for him to ride home. Hanging out of the window to look at a muggle? All three Gaunt seemed to have forgotten Ogden, who was looking bewildered and irritated at this renewed outbreak of incomprehensible hissing and rasping. Is it true, said Gaunt, my daughter, pure-blooded descendant of Salazar Slytherin, hankering after a filthy, dirt-veined muggle? But I got him, father, cackled Morphin. I got him as he went by, and he didn't look so pretty with hives all over him, did he, Marope? You disgusting little squib, you filthy little blood traitor, roared Gaunt, um, and his hands closed around his daughter's throat. Both Harry and Ogden yelled no. Ogden raised his wand and cried, Relatio. Um, Morphin leaps to attack Ogden, and Ogden ran for his life. Um, he ran out of the house, up the path, and collided with the horse that um, the dark-haired young man, Tom, was riding. Both he and the pretty girl laughed in sight of Ogden, who bounced off the horse's flank and set off again in his frock coat and bathing suit. Um, I think that will do Harry, said Dumbledore. And so they end up back in the office. Harry asks uh, what happened to Marope, and Dumbledore says... She survived. Ogden apparated back to the ministry and returned with reinforcements within 15 minutes. Morphin and his father attempted to fight, but both were overpowered, removed from the cottage, and subsequently convicted by the Wisengamot. Morphin, who had already been, who had already had a record of muggle attacks, was sentenced to three years in Azkaban, and Marvolo um, got six months. Marvolo, said Harry, because finally, one of these, it just clicked. <laughs> Catching on. Uh, the old man Catching was on. Voldemort's grandfather. Um, Marvel, Marvolo, his son Morphin, and his daughter Marope were the last of the Gaunts, a very ancient wizarding family noted for a vein of instability and violence that flourished through the generation due to their habit of marrying their own cousins. Um, lack of sense coupled with a great liking for grandeur meant that the Marvolo or that the family gold was squandered um, generations before Marvolo was born. Um, he was left in squalor and poverty, but with a nasty temper and fantastic amount of arrogance and pride, um, and a couple of family heirlooms that he treasured just as much as his son and more than his daughter. How did Dumbledore know what's happening in this scene? How does Dumbledore know what was happening in this scene? I don't, I think probably context clues. Like, I don't know that he necessarily, um, knows specifically what was being said. Like, I had that question too. Um, yeah, I doubt that he knew specifically what was being said, but I'm sure he, like, could kind of, yeah, especially once, um, homeboy starts choking her out. Like, I think at that point you're like, okay, clearly. Yeah, and I guess by the time he gets this memory, he knows who 
parents right are. and like he you know um, he's done some he, research so he knows that like marvolo and morphin have been like we're in azkaban and he like he knows like some of those things so um, yeah and he probably knows that the person that uh morphin cursed was tom the night before right. and so like all the things are obvious mm-hmm. but it's just like the whole scene that whole last part of the scene is in parcel tongue and dumbledore is just sitting there like Okay, uh-huh. Let me piece this together, like Sherlock. Right. <laughs> Let me go to my mind palace and figure <laughs> out what's happening here. Amani says that Albus can understand Parseltongue but can't speak it. Which I have not heard before. Did you, did you just make that up, Amani? <laughs> I, I can't tell. <laughs> to the Googles. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I don't think I've heard that before because there's been little other yep. context. Yep. yep. Everything you didn't know about Parseltongue by Pottermore. Oh, I remember this because it was like, I remember seeing this. It's a rare skill. Things that you didn't know. And the first thing is that it's a rare skill and then they pull the source from the Chamber of Secrets. So you, it was something you, I remember when this came out, because I was like, what? It has a bad reputation. I feel like this has been discussed on the podcast You can before. imitate it. It's sometimes hard to speak. These are things I didn't know about Parcel Tongue. You don't have to talk to snakes with it. Professor Dumbledore can understand it. So this is the only one. So, J, so J.K. Rowling revealed that Dumbledore mastered uh, Parcel Tongue, but he couldn't speak it aloud. Um, all right. And, no. Yeah. No. So fine. that's fine. Joanne, but no. the rest of these are hilarious because they are literally like that one I could get, right? Because like she revealed it, but it's not in the books. Right. Not all snakes are awful. And like, like, so like the rest of these are like all directly from like the sources in it are directly from the books. Like, you know, those things if you read the books. Okay. But let's go back so, to Joanne so. revealing things that don't make any sense. As per usual, because Joanne is the one who wrote that Ron can mimic Parseltongue enough to get into the Chamber of Secrets, but Dumbledore can't learn it? What kind of... But he can understand it. But he... What? Well, he can't speak it. Okay, but Ron can? Well, I think you can imitate. So, like, Ron didn't know what he was saying, I guess. And maybe there's, like, a difference because it's it's easier. It's, It's probably easier if it's, like... You're trying to hear like one word, but or you're trying to say one word or like one small phrase versus like learning full things. But I don't really know. I I'm say as I'm saying it, it doesn't make it sense. It doesn't. Like you can't. <laughs> I don't understand. Like it, I think that under because it's the magical world, one way translation of a thing. Like I know that people who speak Spanish can like you know, like, speak it with their grandparents and stuff, but usually maybe can't read it. Like, sometimes, like, that is a difference where it's, like, you can speak it, but you can't read it or write it. But, like, mm-hmm. Mani's saying it's, like, when you learn a song in a different language, you can learn to repeat it phonetically but not know what you're saying. But that still makes me think that Dumbledore, being who he is, would have been able to repeat things phonetically and then because he understood it, he would have known what he was, he'd been able to translate what he was saying into something real, as opposed to Ron, who didn't know what he was saying. Like, you should, he should, it's Dumbledore, he should be able to reverse engineer that. 
But then I also wonder if, like, since this is a language that, like, you can't really, you don't know if you're speaking it, like, when you're speaking it. If that makes sense? Like, if you don't speak Parseltongue, you can hear when somebody, you can hear the person speaking Right. But if you do speak it, you don't know. Or maybe maybe it's just Harry. It could just be Harry who doesn't know when he's speaking it. Which, you know, entirely possible. We've met Harry. Yeah. I I think Dumbledore can understand the ideas being conveyed is what Delia says. Which is different than what Joe is saying. Like, I, I would agree with that. Like, I've been around Spanish so much, so I can usually get the basic just basic conversation, but I can't say anything back. Hmm. Right. Okay. Yes. There's that. Okay. But y'all are explaining it better than Joanne. So, <laughs> is all I'm saying. I absolutely agree that it's possible, just not in the way that she, ex- she briefly explained it in this Pottermore things you didn't know. And only one of the things was something people didn't know. <sighs> of things she revealed about Dumbledore outside of the series. Like, all right, Joe, we stop it. <laughs> We've discussed okay. this. Let's keep going. Um, so Marope was uh, Voldemort's mother, said Harry. It, uh, yes, said Dumbledore. Um, it so happens we also had a glimpse of Voldemort's father, the Muggle Morphin attacked, the man on the horse. Very good indeed. Look at you, Harry Yes, that was Tom. <laughs> right? Picking it up quickly. Um, that was Tom Riddle Sr., um, the handsome Muggle who used to go riding past the Gaunt Cottage for whom Marope Gaunt cherished a secret burning passion. And they ended up married to Harry in disbelief. I think you are forgetting that Marope was a witch. Very quickly, it's just, mm-hmm. these are children slash young adult books. So it's just very interesting that we are keeping to the idea that you can only have children if you are married. <laughs> Which, like, mm-hmm. Harry asked the question, so they ended up married. But, like, they didn't have to. Also, like, she still happen. assaulted him. But it didn't have to happen in the confines of marriage. Mm-hmm. Only because, you know... Because, like, there's no real reason why the love spell should have necessarily been like, I'm going to propose to you, as opposed to just, let's get it on and have babies. Right. (laughs) Out of wedlock. Like, that would have been even more, like, adding to the scandal of this union, which is like, you already having him raped. (laughs) Like, why do we have to have it? Why are we including the marriage part? Like, mm-hmm. we didn't actually have to do that because you are still having a man being raped against as well. So, yep. you know. Basically. Um, so, Dumber says, you're forgetting that Marope is a witch. I do not believe that her magical powers appeared to their best advantage when she was being terrorized by her father. But once Marvolo and Morphin were safely in Azkaban, um, then he is sure she was able to give full reign to her abilities and plot her escape from the desperate life she had led for 18 years. Um... Can you not think of any measure Marope would have taken to make Tom Riddle forget his muggle companion and fall in love with her instead? The Imperious Curse, Harry suggested. Or a love potion? So, um, Slughorn in the last chapter was like, love potions are the most, can, are one of the most, like, dangerous potions in the world. And I think that this, uh, book does show that. I don't think it interrogates it, especially around Voldemort, as much as it should, but it does show that, like, that shit is not something to be 
messing around with. Yeah. Um, in multiple ways, like in the like juvenile way that it's used against, you know, the kids and sort of like, cause I guess, yeah, the love potion is in the chocolates that um, Ron eats. So um, in a juvenile way, which is still the idea of assault, but, right. and, but like, it like still it's, is assault. yeah, it's like scaled up in this instance. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's also interesting that this instance comes first. Like we hear about it here first and then we get it with Ron and it's sort of taken more lightly and then not interrogated mm-hmm. here. And so it's just like you don't really think about it unless you know that you should be thinking about it. Dumbledore says he's inclined to think that she used a love potion because it would have seemed more romantic to her. Um, in any case, within a few months of the scene we just witnessed, the village of Little Hangleton enjoyed a tremendous scandal. And as we know from Goblet of Fire, they love a scandal. Um <laughs> It's like the the, uh, the shutter clicks. The <laughs> TGIT. <laughs> Little Hangleton. Um, you can imagine the gossip it caused when the squire's son ran off with the tramp's daughter, Marope. But then the villager's shock was nothing to Marvolos. When he returned from Azkaban, he found a clear inch of dust in uh, her note of farewell explaining what he had done. Um, the, the shock, sorry, what, he, what she had done, yeah. The shock of her desertion may have contributed to his early death. Um, as he did not live long enough to see um, Morphin return to the cottage. He was mad his um, necklace was gone. <laughs> exactly. That's, That's really all that was. was. That's exactly. all that was. She took uh, my uh, necklace and then he had a stroke and died. <laughs> it beats that way sometimes. Um, so, dumb, uh, sorry. So Harry says, in Marope, she died, didn't she? Wasn't Voldemort brought, brought up in an orphanage? Yes, indeed, said Dumbledore. We must do a certain amount of guessing here, although I do not think it's difficult to deduce what happened. Within a few months of the runaway marriage, Tom Riddle appeared at the minor house in Little Hangleton without his wife. The rumor flew around the neighborhood that he was talk that he was talking of being hoodwinked, hoodwinked and taken in. Um, what he meant is that he had been under an enchantment that had now lifted, though he didn't dare use those precise words for fear of being thought insane. Or demasculated, um, they, or emasculated, because you know that, you know, mm-hmm. men in this, especially in this era, but even mm-hmm. now, won't admit to have been assaulted or raped um, because of, emas- like, they just think it's emasculating or whatever. So it's right, more... Right. And there's not really much support for them if they were to come out to that in the first, or, I mean, for anyone, but... The villagers guessed that Monroe had lied to Tom Riddle, pretending that she was going to have his baby and that he married her for this reason. Um, But she did have his baby, but not until a year after they were married. Tom Riddle left her while she was still pregnant. And Dumbledore... uh, Oh, okay. So now I'm seeing... It seems like it was a shotgun wedding. So she was already pregnant. Joe was just... she She had... What's his name... No, so pretending that she was going to have his baby and then he married her ran off. So that gives them at least two or three months for her to get pregnant and then for him to dip. So I think like so I think it adds up that like they were together for two or three months and she got pregnant. And then he left. And then she had a baby nine months later, ten months later.
Yeah. Oh, I see. It's the next line. Okay. Because yeah, yeah, I was yeah, still yeah. with the villagers. So, like, but then it's probably like, like real well, she early. She did have this baby. Like, she probably <laughs> until found a year out. after so they were married. Like, uh, Maroke like was deeply in love with her husband yeah, yeah. and couldn't bear to continue yeah, yeah. enslaving him by magical means um, and believes that he that she made the choice to stop giving him the potion. Um, she convinced, himself, convinced herself that he would by now have fallen in love with her in return um, or perhaps that he would stay for the baby's sake. So, like, she got pregnant and then was like, okay, let's take, like, let's remove the love potion. She was hoping for that good, um, see, now I don't forgot what it's called. It's not Munchausen syndrome. It's the other one from Beauty and the Beast that everyone, Stockholm. She was hoping for that good Stockholm syndrome Um, to kick in, like, he loved me now. And did not happen. (laughs) Didn't happen. Um, Yeah. Even though I don't believe that Beauty and the Beast is (laughs) Stockholm syndrome, it's just a common theory but I am against that theory because she is too strong for that. But anyway, it's a separate um, Disney podcast. <laughs> so Tom left her and never saw her again and never troubled to discover what became of his son, which is that like, I think it's interesting because I feel like we often think of Tom Riddle senior as like a deadbeat dad versus like a victim of sexual assault, you know? And like, especially, and I think especially because we, up until this point, we hear about him through Voldemort. Who doesn't actually know? So, yeah. Um, and then Delia says, that's not how love per- potion works, fam. Oh, you've been drugging me? Well, I guess we're here. Since we're here, we might as well. Like, exactly. You've been like drugging me? We go together you now. Out, you're like, hmm, maybe <laughs> I should leave. We go together uh, now. Right. So, um, it's dark outside and Dumbledore's like, I think it's, yeah, Dumbledore's like, I think that's, we're good for tonight. Um, and Harry asks, is it important to know about Voldemort's past? Very important, I think, um, said Dumbledore. And it's got something to do with the prophecy? It has everything to do with the prophecy. Right, said Harry, a little confused, but reassured all the same. So he's just like, I, he's like, I don't really get what this is. So he's like, but, okay. 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 Right. Um, and then he asked if he's allowed to tell Robert There must be a grander plan. Yes, but just don't tell anyone else. It would not be a good idea if word got around how much I know or suspect about Lord Voldemort's secrets. And then Harry turns and he notices an ugly gold ring set on a large, set with a large cracked black stone. Sir, he said, that ring. Yes, said Dumbledore. It's like very much like, you know, when you like got caught somewhere, you're just like, hmm? (laughs) Yes. Hmm? What? What's that? What'd you say? So Harry says, you were wearing that when we visited visited Professor Slughorn. So I was, said Dumbledore. But isn't it, sir, isn't that the same ring Marvolo, Marvolo Gaunt showed Ogden? The very same. But how come, have you always had it? No, I acquired it very recently, said Dumbledore. A few days before I came to fetch you from your aunt and uncle's, in fact. That would be around the time you injured your hand then, sir. Around that time, yes, Harry. Harry came back around. Yeah, sir, how exactly? Too late, Harry. You shall hear the story another time. Good night. Good night, sir. He's like, well, time (laughs) Time for bed. Gotta Um, go. Which, again, like, I feel like like I've said this already, but I don't necessarily fault him for not telling Harry that he is dying because I feel like that would not help Harry in this present moment no like there's some, there like some there information some... that Dumbledore should give Harry that would help him that is not one of those pieces of information yeah I think he could have given him some context 
about the ring, but I think Dumbledore also obviously doesn't want to tell him the full extent of it, so he's avoiding it altogether. But also I think that it's just he's enjoys trolling Harry a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I think he just might enjoy trolling Harry a little bit. But um so just for timeline's sake, for things we don't tend typically see so a few days before harry gets picked up dumbledore gets the ring remind me from where i think from that house i feel like we see that do we learn that i think we learn it at the end like before they go horcrux hunting for the locket right yeah yeah. um i think dumbledore tells him yeah. So Dumbledore does eventually tell him about the hand. He just doesn't tell him that he's dying. That's what it was. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, and I'm just saying he probably could have still given him that information earlier, but he likes the drama and suspense. And I also think he him. wanted to give, like he likes the drama and suspense, but I think he wanted to give Harry context. Cause like what it, like what's happening in these lessons is that he's setting, he's like giving Harry this information about Dumbledore. I mean, sorry about Voldemort's past but also building up to Horcruxes. So it's like, let me explain like where he started and like here are two things that you'll, that'll come up again, right? And like, so it's like the locket and the ring come up again. And then it goes to like, let's look at Voldemort when he was a kid. Like, like look at his kind of patterns and let's look at him when he was at Hogwarts and let's look at him when he was out of Hogwarts. And it's like all these things that contribute to Horcruxes. Because I think that if Dumbledore had just said, I suspect that, Partly because I don't think, like, Dumbledore also has not, um, he doesn't have all the information, because he's also, like, as you said, he's, like, learning it with Harry, but he has the theory, but I think that if he had just said, I think Voldemort is splitting pieces of his soul, Harry would be like, what? And I think that, like, <laughs> yeah. coming into it and, like, going through and, like, learning all this stuff would always be colored by that, and Harry wouldn't be able to, like, receive it in the same way. Versus just Absolutely. taking it in and, like, learning and taking what he's getting and then being presented with, like, the facts after, you know? Just based on, like, how he as a per just, like, how he learns. Yes, which, you like, know. Like, for, for someone else, like, for Hermione, I think it wouldn't, that wouldn't be necessary, you know? Yeah, and I appreciate that Dumbledore knows his students, unlike 90% of the other teachers at Hogwarts. Um, right. Though I do think he could have given him some context of, like, it was a poisoned ring. And then I'll tell you more later. Like there were pieces that he could have um, mm-hmm. shared should he have chosen to. But okay. So then he gets the ring and he goes and it's like, you know, he's attacked and he fights it off. And like, cause he's still wearing it when he goes to get Slughorn. in the ring. So he puts the ring on and then he's cursed. And then I believe Snape has helps to help stop him. The curse. Yeah. And then has to help him get it off. But he doesn't do it. I guess it's a slow acting curse where it's like just slowly yeah. cursing him because his hand mm-hmm. is getting worse. Yeah, it's from when he first. Like, we don't see, but it's probably creeping up his body. Like yes. we don't actually see that. But, Ooh, it's, like but I think what happens is on Snape removes the curse and also stops like st- like stops it from moving as quickly. Like I think the curse was actually supposed to move faster, but then Snape is like he does some stuff to make it go slowly. Um, but. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it was more that he and like he says like he recently acquired a couple days before uh getting Harry. Like I'm sure 
Like I don't like what is a couple days to Dumbledore? Also, could have been last night. Like it could have. I mean, it probably wasn't last night because I think he did have to like get the curse to stop before. And but um right, but I'm just because he is still wearing the ring when Harry when he meets up with Harry. So it's it's curious that like he's clearly currently poisoned because his hand was already messed up, but he's still wearing the ring that was the cause of his poison. And it could have like not been able to come off, I guess. But I but also it could be like a, a, a like emotional attachment situation, right? Because that was the other um, question is, I was going to ask. That's why you put it on in the first place, right? That was the other question I was going to ask. Is at some point after he gets the ring, he puts it on. He is looking for his family, and so he had. They show up. Do we know what happens when he puts the ring on? I think he gets cursed. So like he he stops the Horcrux, like he kills the Horcrux, and then afterwards he's like, well, it's still a hollow. And so then he puts it on, and then he I think he immediately gets cursed. So I don't think he actually gets to use it like that. Like I think he gets cursed, and then he's like, well, right, because I'm being dumb as hell. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, like, oh, of course, because it does still work after that as a hollow. Yeah, but Voldemort cursed it. So I think they get rid of the curse. So then by the time Harry gets it, it's not cursed anymore. But. Right. But see, that's where my question lies is that he's still wearing the ring. So at some point, does no one show up? Cause they've stopped the curse at that point. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't but know. that, but that's just why I'm asking. Like the timeline kind of gets a little fuzzy in terms of like him still wearing the ring. But being but cursed, be honest, but it being stopped, be, but then, like, yeah. does he get to, to like, honest, see his family or not? On. He could be keeping it on as, like, a, um, maybe he can't get it off at that point, but also, like, maybe he's keeping it on as sentimental, but also because he clearly has, maybe every time he looks down to actually do it, he looks down on his hand, and he's like, right, because I actually should not be doing that shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes you have to, like, check yourself, and it's, like, a struggle, so maybe he was struggling internally between using it once the curse happened or not, but I don't know. That's, like, not in anything yeah i'm just making stuff (laughs) but that's you know that's why it's fun to bring these up things up because it's like what are your headcanons about what happens with dumbledore in the ring because we Mm -hmm. don't get that story and i hadn't realized that there were pieces of the story that we didn't get um because i was like maybe i just forgot it but i think there are little moments where it's like between him putting it on and him taking it off sometime after the first of the year i think because i can't remember if he was wearing it at the welcoming speech but, like, yeah, from the time he gets it and puts it on, and in this moment, he takes it off at some point and is just like, I'm done with it for now. And then at some point after that, and he clearly puts it, and that's also something to notice, is, note, is that he clearly puts it in a place of um, where Harry will notice it mm-hmm. so that Harry recognizes it later, both when mm-hmm. it's brought up um, in the memories, but also when... He sees it later in the snitch um, where it's like Mm -hmm. keeping it in eyesight. But it's interesting that he does not keep it on his body. Like having it on his hand as he's like doing all this stuff would have been real like, hey, look, it's like a a you know, a woman who's just gotten engaged. Like, look at my hands. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Look at this ring. Um, So I think that it would have been interesting if he had kept it on to to as a method of like showing Harry what it is and like pique his curiosity but mm-hmm. he 
very determinedly takes it off because clearly something has happened, but we never ever hear that story of like what really went down with this ring. Yeah. We get like, yeah, we definitely get pieces of it, but not like the full situation. Um, okay. MVP and benched. Who was your MVP? Gonna MVP Harry for actually getting some things right. He's like yeah. a little quicker on the uptake. It takes him a minute because he's just like, are they speaking parcel tongue? But <laughs> that's partially probably not his fault. It's the language's fault. Um, but he's a little quick on the uptake and he's, you know, learning and he's like proud of Ogden for like having morals. <laughs> and like, you know, he just, there's no one really else to who does anything good. Lots of bad. Yeah. Not a lot of good. Yeah. Um, I guess you could technically do Ogden. Um, yeah. I, I did Dumbledore and I guess you could do Ogden, but like. I think both of us are just like suit. I guess <laughs> a bathing suit in the in the the outfit the frock I was just <laughs> done but like he's he's all right he cool um no I did Dumbledore just like and again like he didn't really do very much other than like give Harry permission to use a pen seed for once um but also I get I actually do like appreciate like we have issues with him there are, he has plenty of issues and like it's definitely flawed in that he often does not give information when he should um but I do think in this situation because he is a teacher like there could be things said about whether or not he should be headmaster but he is a teacher and he does understand like um like trajectory and like building and uh 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 was a thingy building a narrative I, I just Lesson plan. Sorry, ah. it just it like I was saying it, and then it immediately dropped. From hey, my mind. those are kind um, of the same thing. <laughs> they are very, exactly like, but he understands like, especially, and then in teaching Harry, like he understands that you have to start at a certain point, and he kind of like builds it to the point and as where you were when saying, we come in later, he knows he'll be like Harry will kind of will be told about the Horcruxes and will have the full scope. Yeah, of, like, and as you were saying, like him teaching someone else, he would have probably got a different approach because Hermione doesn't need that kind of care in terms right. of like, and, and like building a narrative. So important to see all of those memories, but he yeah. might have shown it in a different um, order or might have like explained things before beforehand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I did Dumbledore. Um, Robin put in her vote. So she also did Dumbledore. Um, I don't have any, like she doesn't have a reason, but she just threw it in the agenda. Delia said Ogden for going into that house after shit went left and still coming back with backup. True. But sometimes the ministry does its job, and this was one of those times. He's the only um, ministry employee trying to do his job. Right. Um, and then Amani says Ogden for trying to bring some sense into this whole mess, and Beyonce, because Beyonce. I mean, yeah, but we should have. Beyonce is that, that goes without saying. Yeah. She's and always to be the honest, MVP. I'm going to add a point for Hedwig <laughs> on our thing. <laughs> I just want to be transparent about it so yeah. y'all are all aware. Right. Hedwig is getting a vote. Okay. For this, just For this overall. week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, for this week. Fair. Absolutely yeah. fair. Mm-hmm. I'm with it. Yeah. Um, who did you bench? Every single gaunt. Fair. Alive. Um, <laughs> shouts to Marvolo for being the baddest like Morphin and Marope both are terrible and uh do awful things to people 
including uh, marital rape and mm-hmm. just assault, just plain old assault, <laughs> uh, just old-fashioned right. assault. Good old-fashioned assault. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, they were, uh, for, you know, in some ways forced by their circumstances, which is, as I feel like we've said on this podcast before, a reason, but not an excuse, but it is all Marvola's fault for the way he treats them. Um, and like, he encourages his son to be terrible and like beat people, um, and curse people. And he like so terribly dismisses his daughter so much so that like she did find like this muggle person attractive both as rebellion and you know like she wasn't finding love at home so she was looking for it elsewhere and mm-hmm. she finds it and it's not returned to her and she doesn't know what to do about it so she resorts to magic because her father's always told her that like you should be able to do this with magic and she doesn't believe in herself in any way shape or form because she's never been given any reason to so she's like, well, he's not going to love me for me. Also, my eyes are crossed. So let me and find this love potion. he's like classist trash as Yes, well. yes, like, there's that as well. And so it all goes back to Marvolo. And I'm curious uh, what happened to their parents. I mean, their mother. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, because I don't think yeah. she's on the family I, tree. She's not even on the family tree. No, she's not um, on the family tree. And what happened, to, what in the world was Marvolo's parents doing that he turned out like this? But he's not that far off cousins, from the Dursleys. But they were like more than cousins because then their parents were cousins and then and so yeah. on and so forth. Yeah. But it's no, also very I, uh, Dursley, which, you know, now makes me Dursley. raise questions about the Dursley line. <laughs> yeah. It is very Dursley. Mm. Um, but so I also, we can't blame so it all I, on incest because they're just no. people it's out there just like, like that. straight good old fashioned racism. Um <laughs> But also there's, um, yeah, so I, I benched Mavrolo mainly for, like, the reasons you said. Like, overall the Gaunts, but he is kind of the, I mean, he is the not. The epicenter. Like, honestly, if we really want to go back, like, let's go ahead and bench Slytherin. But I'm not going to do that because <laughs> he's not in From the this chapter, we can but just go back like, that it's far. It's a long line of that, right? So he was taught that. But at this point, like, he's the one abusing his daughter. He's the one who's making excuses for his son. You can he's always the one, unlearn like, these behaviors. off all these terrible, like, things, right? So, like, it's him. Um, and then Robin also benched Marvolo. Um, Delia benched the Gaunts. Um, Joe really wrote these characters well. They made my skin crawl in hindsight, knowing their whole story. Um, and then uh, Mani benched the Gaunts. All of them. All of them. All of them. Which, yeah, makes sense. Um, so thank you for listening. Next week we will discuss chapter 11 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, Hermione's Helping Hand, which means I think we're getting Quidditch next uh, chapter. So that's fun. Make sure to read and follow along and let us know who you think is the real MVP and who is benched for the chapter. Join the conversation on Twitter at WeBlackAndNerds, hashtag wizard team. Um, as always, you can also join our Facebook group, um, our Slack channel, check out our website. Join the conversation and help us decide what uh, Hogwarts house Beyonce's in. Um, I think the oh, yeah. majority consensus so far is Slytherin, but she definitely has yeah. some Ravenclaw attributes, so she's either a Hatstall or secondary Ravenclaw. Uh, if she went to Hogwarts at all, because she may have just gone to Bobatons or whatever, you know, NOLA schools 
Texas. There's a Houston magical school somewhere, and she's definitely a Vila, which we all just know she's obviously a Vila because oh, yeah, that's, we can't yeah, stop looking at her, and she's amazing. <laughs> um, so, you know, join that conversation about why. Cite your sources, uh, song lyrics, evidence from videos and interviews, um, and play along. Uh, you can use the hashtag sort Beyonce, uh, which I've been inconsistently using, but uh, you'll find a few sort of the conversations there. Sort Beyonce and Wizard Team, because I want to see both. Yes, absolutely. Um, hashtag both. Uh, so we can have that conversation, um, which I'm surprised we haven't had it. We, we well, did, we've had it, but, but like it was like a poll, and I feel like it ended up being so. There. We did it with Michael Jackson too, right? Yeah, I'm like remembering the Michael random. Jackson. There was comments. no like discussion about it. It was just vote. So, ah, and yes. it was like years ago at this point. Yes, well, well maybe like, like a year ago. We <laughs> haven't been doing this podcast for like it to be. Years, it's been three years, dude. A year or two, yeah. It's been like two and a half years, almost, almost three. Very close. We're about to hit 150 soon, guys. Wow. I don't know what we're doing. Wow. Yeah. School, school, school. All right. On that note, goodbye.